China is taking COVID very seriously. And many of us have been wondering, how is it that their numbers have been so low this whole time? Europe have, has been devastated. The riots in Europe, in the Netherlands particularly, are so bad that one mayor is saying it's like civil war, or, or I'm sorry, that we're on the verge of civil war over the COVID-restricted lockdowns. In the U.S., we've seen widespread riots and anger. Well, I would say the riots have been primarily fueled by other things, but definitely many people have said that being pent up over the lockdowns and the restrictions has made people kind of angry and go nuts. And there's been a lot of riots because of it. But in Europe, we've seen a lot. In Tunisia, we've seen over 600 people arrested. And the question is, once again, how has China managed to keep everything so tame? Well, it's simple. Better testing. (laughs) Donald Trump should have figured this out. With better testing, we know exactly how many people have COVID and how to restrict them. And it was simple. China's been anal swabbing everybody to get a better reading. I'm not kidding. It's an actual story from Newsweek. China has been anal, <laughs> anal swabbing their citizens because they say it's a better test. And I'm sorry, Luke, he brought this up to me and I said, that's not true. I literally ran in the house. I was like, I told you so. I told, it's coming. It was here. If you remember a couple of days ago, I was here. I was like, what's next? They're going to literally start shoving things up of your buttocks. I said this on the show. I said this for years. I ran inside after I saw this Newsweek article and I was like, it's here. It's finally it like, here. It was it's coming Paul. to the United He was States. like, it's happening. Oh I was like, I told you. And, it, and, and it's not probing. It's not, sorry. It's, it's, what, what was the term that they used? Anal swabbing? swabbing? No, it's anal probing since it goes in two inches and then they, and inside they they, of you. And then they say they rotate it. Yes. And I'm, some, sorry, I'm some, sorry. Someone made a very inappropriate joke saying two inches. That's a lot in Asia. I'm not going to say who said that, but but it's not it's it's not swabbing. Okay, it okay, is listen, probing. The point is, I, when, when I heard this, I started laughing because I'm like, it kind of just sounds like they're pushing our buttons to see how much we're willing to accept before we finally lose our minds. But apparently in China, everybody's okay with it. Is it forced anal swabbing? I don't in China, everything's forced, okay? Yeah, they have a social credit listen, score. You sneeze the wrong way, your credit's going to go down, you, and you can't even go see a movie anymore, and your gotta, internet's going to be shut down. You've got to get tested in order to go in buildings. You get a phone with a barcode. And so if you want to get your test, and the only thing they're doing is shoving stuff up people's butts, guess what? It's either that or nothing. So welcome to the brave new world. <laughs> China's doing it. Look, but China also welded people into their homes and stuff like that. So I don't know what America would, would, would be willing to accept with this, but... Uh, Dr. Fauci says, hey, two masks. Oh, my God. Why didn't we realize this? If you wear one mask, just wear two. And then I'm kind of like, well, Dr. Fauci, should, what about three? Oh, oh that makes – I'm not kidding. Dr. Fauci is now saying we should wear two masks. Okay, sure, whatever. I swear, they're just pushing buttons and laughing like to figure out how much we're going to take before we finally snap. And things are getting I think crazy. if they start anal probing people here, they're going to go crazy. No, I don't. You don't think I so? I don't think so. What if it's nope. forced, though? That's what I'm concerned about, is that they're holding them down Dude, and they were like, they're already they were saying this. that your kids can't so go to like, school. Yeah, mouth is no good. I mean, I, some people might lose it, but they're already saying like your kids can't go to school. You can't go on planes unless you get your vaccine. Was it United Airlines said all their employees have to get vaccinated now if yep. they want to work there? And people are just like, all right. You know, look, I, I, I'm, I got no problem with vaccines, to be completely honest. I just don't like the idea of forced anything. So if people are going to get some invasive forced medication or whatever, then I, th- I think if they're willing to accept that, come on, man. The, the vaccine goes in you, it's there forever. And if you got no problem with that, then do you think people are really going to complain about having a swab shoved up their butt? Some people might. Some people are complaining about the vaccine. I'm just saying it's crazy. Okay, anyway, there's a bunch of other stories because we got in, uh, in, you know, like I mentioned, in the Netherlands, there's mass riots. So we'll talk about this. 
We've got uh, the FBI is now saying they're going to actually be charging people with sedition. Xi Jinping was the talk of the town over at Davos. Liberals are all clapping and cheering for that guy. And uh, the, oh, this is interesting. The or- Oregon Republican Party says the Capitol was a false flag, which is a bold statement the media is already screaming about. So we'll, we'll get to all this stuff. And then um, maybe we'll get to this. We, we, there's like a lost, uh, um, a lost, what is it, Native American or whatever? Yeah, indigenous like a, yeah. fortress to it's fight cool. the Russians found. And I think it'd be fun to talk about some weird and wild stuff. So, so we'll get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a long intro. Mm-hmm. And I got to introduce, we have a great guest. We have Alex Holiday of Control Pew. What, you, you do something, you, you do a thing. Tell me what that thing is, Alex. Yeah, so I'm part of a community that design and 3D print firearms, and we release them to the internet uh, for free, and uh, people can make them at home. You're teaching, you're giving people designs to make guns at home? Yes. Is that legal? Yes. Wow. In, so, in, in most places, and federally speaking, it is entirely legal to manufacture your own firearms at home for personal use. We were talking about this a couple episodes ago, and... We were talking about the Liberator, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Doesn't isn't the 3D gun like it fires once and then like it breaks or something?" And then people in the chat were like, "Dude, you are so <laughs> far behind on the current tech." And I was like, "Well, I don't know." And so we got someone who does know. Right. There you go. He's chilling. And so we'll definitely talk about that stuff for sure. Of course, we got Luke talking about anal swabs. He's here. I've yes. been warning about <laughs> anal swabs and probings for 15 years. I'm an independent journalist, old man that's been doing work on the YouTube channel. We are changed. Uh, check me out there if you want to see years of warning you that the uh, anal probes are are coming. They're yeah, here in China, I, I and believe uh, you know. it's only going to, it's only going to get worse. Ian's chilling. The anal prophecy has come true. <laughs> no. Luke, you were right. Luke's, Luke's you anal right, prophecy. Luke. <laughs> um, Alex, what's the best 3D printer or printers to get to make guns? Uh, if you're on a tight budget, if you only have, you know, you can get in for 200 bucks. If that's all you've got to spend, get an Ender 3 Pro. Um, you can get them off Amazon. takes like three days to your door. Cool. And you're basically set. Uh, if you've got a little more money to spend... Go for an Ender 5 Pro. Uh, it's a little more robust of a machine. Gets you a little further, but they're still, they're basically the same machine. It's just, just like a little bit different. ABS, like plastic printing? Yeah, exactly yeah, but, that. But you, you need, still need metal parts, don't you? Yeah, in, in, in all of the designs we have now are, require some metal parts like a bolt or a barrel. Um, but we've also figured out how to easily manufacture these with off common, you know, off the shelf parts. You can order mail order from China. Um, so it's, it's really like we've, we've solved all the big problems to get to the gun. And you're, you're talking about something. I don't know if it's a top secret project, your, your secret, your secret weapon. It's, it's a little secret. We've, we've, it's been talked about, uh, a little bit in the, in the, well, the back channels. We'll, we'll, we'll save the secret talk for later once we get to the, <laughs> yeah. into the nitty gritty. Don't forget Sour Patch Lids is here. She's pushing I'm all the buttons. In the corner. I'm just thinking about colonoscopies as we're talking about probing people. So I don't know if there's any overlap, but. People will do whatever you tell them to do if they think it's necessary. Before we get into all the news, make sure you go to TimCast.com and become a member. Ladies and gentlemen, we got top secret posts. Actually, it's not secret. It's members only posts. And we made sure to put the members at TimCast email to make sure everybody gets, you know, gets through without error. We, we did a segment recently about the Portland mayor pepper spraying some dude. And we kind of just ragged on him for quite a bit and all that stuff. But once I got another video of uh, Alex Jones waking up Luke, oh, I'm definitely going to milk that for all it's worth. Luke. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's not political. It's not news. It's literally just watching some silliness. I'm still taking suggestions on who I should surprise Tim Pool with when he's sleeping. Oh. So feel free to message me that on my uh, Twitter account. Luke, we are changing. Become a member. Help support the show because we're going to be expanding the members only content. Of course, this show is always going to be free. And if you really want to make sure that in the event we get banned, we still exist in some form. This is the way to do it. That being said, my friends, let's talk about anal swabs. Yeah. 
Newsweek.com reports COVID anal swabs for Beijing residents more accurate, says Chinese expert. I'll tell you right away, I'm not going to bury the lead. They've been doing this for a long time now. So, you know, Luke is talking about some prophecy is actually already happening. Check this out. They say more than a million Beijing residents undergoing coronavirus testing amid a fresh outbreak have been administered anal swabs, which are considered more accurate and raise the chances of detecting COVID-19, said a Chinese disease specialist. I got, I got to stop right there. Okay, you know, I don't believe it. The swabbing in the nose makes sense because it's a respiratory disease. How does it make sense that COVID's in your butt? In the mucus? Well, yeah, yeah, because like you cough it up, right? Well, your butt has mucus in it. Does that mean COVID? <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you guys really want to get down with it, it coats well, the feces. So does that mean you fart COVID? Yeah. They Most so. undoubtedly. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. I think there was an article. I I don't remember. I think Lydia, you remember this more. Yeah. Wasn't there an article that says that you transmit COVID through farts? You do, and it what? can be an STI. Did you know that? Yeah, I keep telling you yeah. to stop farting all over the place. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! We're gonna talk about that. All right. They say the key districts of Daxing and Dongcheng began a mass testing drive on Friday after a nine-year-old boy tested positive for the more virulent strain of the virus, first discovered in London and the southeast of England last month. Health authorities in the Chinese capital said they were aiming to screen more than 2 million people in 48 hours. Among them, around 1.6 million inhabitants of Daxing were to be given antibody tests as well as throat, nasal, and rectal nucleic acid swabs. Hmm. Wonderful. Anal swabs have been in use since last year, including in the major port city of Shanghai. But the method is so far reserved for individuals in potential COVID-19 hotspots, according to an infectious disease expert quoted by China State broadcaster CCTV on Saturday. Quote, since the start of the coronavirus outbreak, we've tested for the virus using mainly throat swabs. Its characteristics are convenience and speed. So it's suitable for large scale testing, said Beijing Yuan Hospital's Li Tongzheng. Nasal swabs are more accurate than throat, throat swabs, but nasal swabs can be uncomfortable. Ah. Well, this there's a solution be. to that uncomfort, <laughs> discomfort. In some asymptomatic cases or in individuals with mild symptoms, they tend to recover from the illness very quickly. It's possible that there will be no trace of the virus in their throat after three to five days. What we've found is that in some infected patients, the coronavirus survives for a longer period of time in their digestive tract or excrement than in their respiratory tract. Couldn't you just take a dump in a, in a cup and give them the cup and leave? The sample, yeah. No, they want to jam something stuff up your butt. It's got to be fresh. <laughs> We're laughing at this. It's like it's like laughing as the Titanic is sinking. Do you, you know have I mean? a picture of the swab by any chance? <laughs> we got to no, throw one up on the screen. I, I posted about this story, and everyone's sending me very inappropriate pictures of, of what course, allegedly yes. is the is the swab. pictures of Cuomo from but, uh, CNN and other items uh, that I can't describe here on this very family friendly show. Right. But but again, the medical experts here are, are, are saying that this is going to help the rate of uh, d uh, detectability and lower the chance of misdiagnoses. Uh, so. Uh, yes. There, the, the article I, also I, goes on. I have an image. Yeah. Uh, I have an image of the swab here. Swab just to, yeah, just oh, to just to it. show uh, everybody. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> now I see yeah. the screen from the and, from and Lydia's Cuomo's computer now. Gigantic <laughs> yeah. swab. Chris Cuomo. That's what's oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. By the way, that was CNN when the they, CNN is doing news and they're like, "Look at this prop comedy we're doing." Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh. We get it. Well, well the, uh, but also most importantly, the article goes on and says, "On Friday, a resident of Tangzhan in Hubei." province about 120 miles east of beijing told cctv that she was given double rectal swabs 
probes. They're really probes because they go inside to two inches inside of you. As part of a citywide testing in her area, she said she said each swab took just under 10 seconds. So you were talking about people being uh, pent up, and uh, they're definitely going to have to loosen up with all these new government testings. And Ian, you were, you were questioning, is, is, it, is it mandatory? Is it voluntary? In China, nothing is voluntary. If you make fun of the government, government officials will literally take you away, take you away, away at night, sit you down in a chair where you're handcuffed with your feet and hands and will interrogate you until you apologize for making fun of the government, if you're lucky. Otherwise, a lot of people just get their organs harvested in China for criticizing the government. And, and of course, having things a wrong like this, religion. Yeah, have, having things, you know, this, of course, is not something that, that is going to be voluntary. There's a viral video of a dude in a chair, like, yeah, with that's braces, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the cops are like, so why did you say you don't like police? And he's like, I'm so, it's all in Mandarin. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I was just drinking. And they're like, you were drinking? You think that absolves you of responsibility? You thought it was okay to make fun of the police? And he's begging them. I'm so sorry. It's a black room. And he's he's bolted down to a chair yep. as they're like threatening him and demanding you apologize. And say he'll never do it again. There's another video where a woman turns her phone camera on and puts it down. You hear a knock on the door. And then cops come in and just randomly arrest her. And she's like, what's happening? And they're like, shut up. You're under arrest. Um, I think she was one of the people warning the world about COVID. Because uh, a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, a lot of journalists went to jail and are still missing because they were telling people of the world, hey, there's this mystery vi virus going around last year. And then the Chinese government was hiding that fact, of course, making sure the world was unprepared when they knew. Well, I, there, there's some reports and intelligence from November that the Chinese government knew that there was this new strain of uh, coronavirus that was going around that they knew was going to be a major they issue. They instructed... Chinese nationals in other countries to start collecting PPE, buying it up and sending it back to China so that they would have it. Other countries wouldn't. That's what they do. Yep. I mean, I can't blame them for fighting for their own personal interest or their own national interests, but I can blame them for the freaky authoritarianism and all that stuff. Now, listen, here in the United States, we don't have these anal probe things going on yet. Con yet. 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 Uh, considering Xi Jinping was a talk of the town over at Davos, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back. And they're like, you're not a bigot, are you? Stop being such a prude and accept your probe. Okay, well, we don't have that going on for now. But we do have Fauci saying, T two masks. Why didn't anybody think of this? We were all wearing one mask to stop the spit from coming out. Now, Fauci is talking about two masks. Perhaps he's talking about wearing a mask on your butt to stop the butt COVID from coming out. But he's not. He's talking about wearing two masks on your face. The New York Post says two face masks are better than one, Dr. Fauci said Monday. The infectious disease specialist advised that double masking is a logical way to curb the spread of the coronavirus. If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on. It just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective, Fauci said on the Today Show. The White House advisor explained that face coverings prevent respiratory droplets and the virus from spreading to other people, as well as protecting the wearer. Oh, now they're saying it protects you. Hmm. He's, now it does interesting. he's saying it would likely be better. So he's not saying it would he be. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. Well, this is also the same guy that just a few months ago was telling us not to wear masks. It's not safe. You don't know what you're doing, especially if you're not a medical professional. Stop <clears throat> buying and using all the masks. And, you know, what's the point? If someone farts and toots anyway, you're going to get COVID. So <laughs> what's the point of having a mask? Uh, well, more specifically, his tone. So this yeah. was this was last year. When a bunch of conservatives were like, go quick, go buy masks. And the media was like, oh, geez, don't buy masks. And the Fauci Chinese government was buying up right. a lot of the masks. Fauci's attitude wasn't just, 
well, you don't need to buy masks, and here's why. It was really condescending. It was like, yeah. oh, you don't need masks. Oh, come on. What's up? A mask isn't going to protect you. Don't bother. And then we even had the Surgeon General saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, something weird happened where, like, conservatives and the left flipped on the issue. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, conservatives were the ones not wearing masks, and the left were the ones wearing masks. I have no idea how that happened. But there you go. Probably because Fauci said it, I guess. And then Trump didn't wear a mask. And then there you go. Look, I see this story about Fauci saying we should wear two masks. And, and, and it's, I know it's not the same as, you know, shoving stuff up, you know, people's butts, but it really does feel like they're just pushing our buttons to see, like, how long until someone just finally gives up and just, like, snaps, goes crazy. Well, people in Holland, it looks like a lot of them are snapping already, especially with a lot of the civil unrest that's happening there. There's been a, a lot of protests all over the world that, that have not been talked about. They're not getting a lot of media coverage. It looks like, you know, the larger algorithms aren't really even interested in them. But uh, it, it, I think, you know, I agree somewhat with your point there. But we have to understand a lot of these so-called medical professionals, a lot of these experts, they were wrong from the from the very beginning. Whether it was their projections, whether it was their recommendations, they were flat out wrong and they haven't admitted it. They haven't had any accountability. They haven't faced any repercussions for actions that did lead to some severe ramifications that they should be held responsible for. And unless that happens, it's hard to believe them from here. In the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, everyone believed them. That's my issue is you've got a lot of people who don't trust the medical professionals and like the experts on COVID and stuff. Yet when you talk about how Fauci was wrong early on, they say, well, science is always wrong. That's the beauty of science. You can get it wrong and you fix it later. And I'm like, that's great. So you're admitting that there's reason for people to doubt the scientists? Because look, for the most part, I think the only thing a sane person can do is just follow the standard guidance as it, as it is. It's the best you can do. There's this movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it called The Man from Earth. You ever hear of it? Mm-mm. It's about uh, it's like it's like a one shot film where they're all in just a room. And long story short, it's this guy who is immortal. And he tells all these stories about how he's lived through all these different periods. And they're like, you must be the smartest guy in the world. And he's like, why? I only know what everyone else knows. I don't like know everything. And a lot of the old information is bad. And that's the way I see it. Like for me, look, if they come out and they say wear a mask, I'll be like, what am I supposed to do? Pretend like I'm smarter than these actors? No, I got no problem wearing a mask. But come come on, when you come out and you're like, now wear two masks. It's like, I'm already wearing a mask, dude. Like, and, And besides, what masks are you talking about? Like, what if I'm wearing, like, a crazy scarf wrapped around all the way in my face where I put something else over it? It's just a nonsensical statement. We're already wearing masks, dude. Yeah. You would think they would talk <clears throat> about vitamin D. You would think they would well, talk he did, about... Well, he did. He did. He did. Fauci, Fauci, Fauci's told people to get vitamin D for sure. Um, okay. That's a, that's a big surprise because a, a lot of government officials, a lot of foreign po- you know, policy hasn't even addressed that basic factor of health. Of, of sleep, of stress, of diet, of exercise, of going out there, getting proper sun, getting proper vitamin D. And if he did mention it, there's also a lot of scientists screaming about this from the very beginning, since there are results showing that vitamin deficient people have a horrible time dealing with this. A lot of people are extremely vitamin deficient in uh, vi- vitamin D deficient, especially with all the lockdowns that have taken their ability of even going outside. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clean my mask. When was the last time you guys watched? Washed your mask. What do you mean washed? What is that? What is? Give it some soap. Rinse it off. Squeeze it out. Let it air dry. Huh? What a novel idea. Time to wash your mask, folks. But that that is something people bring up a lot. I was kidding, by the way. Yeah, that people keep reusing the same mask and they're getting festering and filthy. Two times. There are videos of people getting like crud on their mouths and stuff. Dude, wash your mask. I mean, Fauci, tell people to wash their masks. A lot of people wear disposable ones. To be honest, though. That's true. I guess that's what he's saying. Like, wear a disposable one under your permanent one. 
Oh, that's specifically yeah. what he was saying. I don't know, but it's like a picture of people doing it. It's just the weird. It's it's Does the weirdest have stock thing. in the mask industry. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. In the uh, Chinese manufacturing plants that produce these goods, the same masks back that to the protect US. you from the virus that came out of China. Yeah, so I'm starting yep. to think that they told us not to wear masks at the beginning, so that China could buy all our masks up. And we wouldn't be like getting in their way. And I'm curious why he doesn't, why he's telling people to wear double masks and why he's not telling them to wear like the higher technology masks that might actually protect you from the virus. Or, or telling people not to fart. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Keep it well, together. The, the, the joke now is that Fauci's eventually going to tell us all to wrap our, what was it, Babylon B, I think? Fauci says everyone should wrap themselves in plastic to protect themselves Bubble from the virus. It's like, it's like a woman and she's like all mashed up and tangled in plastic wrap and can't move. I'm glad you said it because I was going to make that joke. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it coming. I mean, my joke was that, and I, I think I made this joke a year ago, in like 2030, everyone will be wearing gray jumpsuits with no pockets, hmm. and they'll have shaved heads, and they'll carry nothing on their person, they'll own nothing, and they'll just walk to and from like public transport and work. And, and then I realized that although that would probably be fairly extreme, it's not extreme enough for where we're headed in terms of critical race theory. People would have to be... You, you, you would have this white box over your body that you held <laughs> so no one would know how tall you were. And you'd have a voice modulator where you would type inside your box and then it would you do a computer voice. No one would know your gender. No one would know how tall you are. Nobody know, would know your race. Nobody would know what you sounded like. And that's the only way to ever actually achieve some kind of equality. But then you have the problem of some people just being naturally more talented or faster. What do you do? And then we get into that. Kneecap them. No, no, it's that book. Harrison um, Bergeron. Harrison Bergeron, yes. yeah, where the, the beautiful people have to like, what do they do? They wear terrible makeup or they yeah. like wear bags over the heads and the really good people at dancing get weighted down or they get their feet cut off. The whatever. smart people have things in their ears that scream random yes. sounds to like interrupt their thinking so they can't be smart. Well, they're already starting to cut back on the gifted programs in many public schools all over the United States, which uh, <clears throat> I find uh, kind of crazy to do so. Uh, they're doing it because of uh, equality, but, but you're, you're preventing people from getting a better education than they normally would. And you're holding people back because of other people not doing that well. I mean, it just doesn't make any logical so, sense so to me. So you're saying you don't believe in equality? Uh, no, you're saying, I don't. You're, you're, you're saying, <laughs> Hell no, you're, I don't. You're, you're saying that you're 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 a bigot. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a lot of people have gone absolutely mad with this idea that we're all supposed to be equal. When when you look at this nature, is, I mean, nothing's equal in nature, and it's all about survival of the fit, fittest. And I think we as humanity will progress once we understand that and and open ourselves up to that kind of understanding, uh, which will help us move forward in life more accurately and correctly. This is what something that Michael Malice brought up. He said, "How you define the new right is this." Let me ask you a question, Alex. Do you think that some people are better than others? Yes. That's the uh, that, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So he said the right will tell you yes and the left will give you an explanation. Or like, you know, justify or something. And I just said sim my answer was like simply yes. But it's 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 an interesting way to define it. And I see his point, but I'm like I'm not going to argue with you. It's a very simple statement. Some people are better than others. Now if you want to get into specifics, some people are better at basketball than others. It's very obvious. But the left views it from a very like identitarian view, like when you ask them as some people better than others, they take it to a racial or gender or like, you know, inherent identity place. Whereas my initial reaction was like, that's a very broad question that could mean a bunch of different things. Some people are better at printing guns than I am. And some people know a lot more are better at me than answering gun trivia than I am. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it reminds me like when I was little, I, I would always hear like these teenage girls use the word ignorant. 
they'd be like, that's so ignorant. You're so ignorant. And I'm like, do you know what ignorant means? It means like not understanding or like lacking knowledge. And they're like, no, it means rude. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I understand the concept you think you're using it, your con the context you think you're using it in. And, but uh, I was like, everyone is ignorant in some form. And they would get all angry about Wasn't it. Wasn't it annoying when you were young how like the po sometimes popular people would be stupid and they'd, they'd say stupid sh stuff like that. And, <laughs> and you'd be like, uh, have to just deal with it because they were like part of the gang, the popular gang. Of I mean, they were smart. They were really dumb, unpopular kids, too. And they were, I don't know, where I grew up it was kind of a mixed it's just bag. So, so frustrating when the people that are like lauded by the crowd are not necessarily the smartest people. What are they lauded by the crowd for? Uh, because they're beautiful, yeah. because they're good at sport, because they're fast. I don't know. There you go. Well, not, not everybody but is But then smart. they'd say stuff like ignorance means but the, that, 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 that's, know, that's, stupidity. That's, but that's the important point about the question. Are some people better than others? You could be stupid, but strong as an ox. And then you have like... Right. Talent, well, some people you know? are better at certain things than others, but those other people might be better at certain things than them. So to say yeah. that some people are better than others is not accurate. I don't think it is. I think no, it it's is, situational. But I, like I, you might be better at shooting right. guns, but I might be better at doing math. You're so it doesn't correct. mean that you're better than me or I'm better than you. Yes, it does. Yeah. We're, you're looking, we're both better than each other. So yeah, it's th redundant. This is exactly the point I was just making. When you ask someone if, if some people are better than others, I'm not making a judgment on a person's value. I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing a very simple statement about whether some people are better than others. But that doesn't make sense because if you're better than me at something and I'm better than you at something, then we're both better than each other. It cancels. It does. So people are better than you. So you couldn't well, say that I'm you, better than you. You, you couldn't just, say that you're better than me. But you so just the said answer would be no. But you can't equate like skateboarding with shooting guns are different things. You so that's say the some point. people are better at certain Th this, things. This is than exactly other the people. point. You're overanalyzing the question. No, I'm analyzing the question. No, you're overanalyzing. I'm it. not. I'm not. I'm simply it's, giving you a, so a factual analysis I think, of the question. I think you don't understand Michael Malice's question. His question is too simplistic. On purpose. Yeah. The point is the right will simply say yes, and the left will give you an explanation, and that's exactly right. Whereas we view it very simply. You are going into great detail about what quantifies certain things, and that's new right versus new left. That's exactly his point. Okay, I don't think I'm on the left personally, but uh, to Michael Malice's question, you would be. Okay, and that, and that and thanks, that, Mike. Well, I guess it would be, it'd be probably better for Michael to 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 more accurately define, you know, how that works. But I I understand, you know, it's when I ask this of like general lefties, they'll start saying like, "Well, what do you mean by better?" And like, "Well, not everybody." And it's like, okay, there you go. Like you say no more. That's the point. You know, different different worldviews and different like. I guess it, 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 as uh, who, who made this uh, point? Who was on the show? Oh, Matt Brainerd. Mm. Inductive reasoning versus deductive reasoning is like, you know, your emotions versus logic, et cetera, and things like that. But how about we, we derail entirely back to the, t the discussion about, uh, uh, should we talk about the riots in Holland and the Civil War coming to the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah. and tie it in with guns, because Alex is here, and I want to know about... Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't <laughs> have guns. They guns. They don't. They don't. No, no, but they, they could. Sure, they sure could. They could. This is Well, I don't, I, I don't know if that would be a good thing or not. I mean, perhaps uh, it's a good thing for individuals to, to have the ability to defend themselves. I think in the context that I'm trying to say is when people are out in the streets fighting and, you know, fighting, you know, there's fear of a civil war. Maybe we don't want people escalating that point. The problem is one side already has guns yep. and they're using them. So I'm not saying they're using live rounds in the people in the Netherlands. But here's the story. The Daily Mail says lockdown fury sparks a third night of violence in Holland with hundreds of protesters looting shops, torching cars and battling police. The Netherlands hit by a third night of rioting on Monday with clashes in Rotterdam, Amsterdam, and The Hague. Police, and, uh, said, police said 184 people had been arrested by Tuesday morning and promised more arrests would be made. 
Hundreds of rioters had looted shops, set fires and clashed with police who responded with water cannons. It comes into the Netherlands, introduced a coronavirus curfew from 9 p.m. until 4.30 a.m. to bring cases down. Now, I believe it was uh, the mayor of Eindhoven who said that we are on the verge of civil war. And I think it's actually, is, is it up here? I don't know. They, they changed their articles so much. Here we go. Rioters first struck on Sunday night in Amsterdam. Eindhoven. What did I call it? Eindhoven? Eindhoven and multiple other towns seeming to catch authorities off guard and prompting warnings from some politicians of civil war. John Joritzma, mayor of Eindhoven, warned bluntly that we are on our way to civil war. Yeah. They say despite the unrest, many countries in Europe are considering tightening their lockdowns. This is a this is a, a, a impossible conversation, an impossible discussion, to be completely honest. People often ask, like, where's the line in government intrusion until you say enough and then demand a regis of grievances to the point where there's clashes, right? Because I tell you, in China, they're shoving swabs up people's butts. At a certain point, the line has been breached, right? But for now, it is a fact that in this country, the line can never be crossed. There's no line. There's no point. There's like, you could have a bunch of people who have no plan thinking they're going to occupy a building and that's the revolution. It's not. But there's, 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 I think we're at a point where there is a global security infrastructure that's not going to allow for that to happen. So it could all break down at some point when people just lose it, I guess. Yeah. Well, in the Netherlands, this is the third night of widespread rioting and, and violence that even some local politicians are saying will continue for days or weeks. They burned down many uh, testing facilities. They're they're fighting police officers in the street, and this is predominantly over the lockdown restrictions and specifically this curfew. Because a lot of people are saying, "What does the coronavirus not infect you under a certain time? Does the coronavirus have a bedtime?" And there have even been studies showing that curfews are absolutely pointless and they do nothing except hinder daily life and allow the police to have an excuse to take away your liberties or your money away from you. Alex, you had something to say? No, it, it, it's it's complicated. Yeah, because we can go deep in like the philosophical discussion on when you lose like your national sovereignty and you start having those civil the the, the civil war sort of clashes and, and armed resistance, and uh, you know what happens when one side of that uh, when the side of that argument where where you know the the people who don't think that their government has the authority to to sort of rule over them anymore. Um, you know, what happens when that group isn't doesn't have an equality of arms with their their right. for lack of a better term, their masters. So I mean th- there's there's a real like philosophical argument to get into. And you see a lot of it in like you in through Portland, through the the the, the Antifa riots. Um you know, a little bit a bit of it popped up um in in DC and I don't know, it, it's 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 you know yeah. you know you know what I think? The the armament of the people changes the threshold for when those people will react violently. And so you look at somewhere like China and the state is a massive security state with censorship, control of all weapons. There's the likelihood of an uprising is slim to none because the odds are so much against the people there. There's concentration camps in China right now. In the U.S., it's a bit more precarious because you, you have to think about the amount of pressure on an individual to make them act. And the capability they have to actually accomplish something in a place like China or in Europe, the ability to accomplish something when you have an armed state versus an unarmed populace is slim. 
unless you have critical mass. So the line at which it becomes a civil war like this, this, you know, Dutch mayor is saying is further away than it is in the United States. In the United States, you could get one crazy guy with powerful weapons who feels he can actually do something. That's scary to me. It is because we want stability. We don't want instability. No. We're not we're not currently dealing with people getting anal, anally swabbed, but we do have the, the curtailing of our freedoms. I, I think the question is for the U.S., even with the curtailing of our freedoms, we're still pretty much living in, in luxury relative to other places. Yeah. But also uh, against that kind of, uh, you know, sentiment that you said in Europe, all you need is a truck. And and there have been incidences yeah. where there have been deadly events that have been far more impactful than, than shootings in the United States because of some crazy person saying, I'm just going to run a whole bunch of people over with a truck. So, you know, th- that's another sentiment here that we need well, to understand. But what I mean is, if you, like, if in the U.S. they started doing mandatory anal swabbing, I imagine things would break down really fast. A lot of social justice warriors would probably like that. They're probably okay. Yeah, and so maybe in, sure, if you want to make the argument that maybe in cities, things would just go along. Like we've yeah. seen what's going on with New York. They just go for it. But think about that. The cities are unarmed. For the most part, people in the cities are not, are completely unarmed and would just go with whatever they're told. Then you, you, you I mean, just look at the, the, the militias in this country and the groups that are armed. They tend not to be living in cities. No, so either yeah. they're moving out for more freedom or they're more self-reliant and more, you know, don't tread on me. You look at places like the Netherlands. The point I'm trying to make is you require very few people and much less rage and oppression among for an armed population to rise up and say enough. Whereas in the Netherlands, you're going to have people who are like, what am I going to do about it? I can't do anything. I'm on my own. But eventually, when you get thousands of people in the street, that's when things when that line is crossed. So you need more people and more oppression for an unarmed population to finally snap and revolt, which I think is a very simple equation and explains why governments don't want people to have guns, especially Democrats don't want people to have have guns, which is why I think, you know, what you're, you know, doing, uh, uh, Alex, is it's going to be interesting. I guess the way people say it is the cat's out of the bag. Gun control is over. Yeah. Can't can't do much. Sorry, I hit the table. (laughs) Can't do much about it. It, It's it's. You know, people and the 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 kicker is people have been making guns in their homes for the last hundred years before the advent of 3D printing. Now, so. what's the laws with that? Because I know some people have, you know, don't really know how clear it is what they can do, what can't they do legally? Right. So on, on the federal level, it is entirely legal if you are able to federally if you are federally able to possess a gun. So you're not a felon, you're not a domestic abuser. Um, there are a couple other criteria in there that I'm not on the top of the top of the mind. I think you can't be a drunkard. Uh, no, no, you can be. I, I don't know. When, when you buy a gun, it asks you, are you a drunkard? And if you put yes, they say, God, you can't have a gun. No, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, a form that you have to yeah, yeah, arrest yeah. for public intoxication. No, it just says, are you a drunkard or habitual drinker? That so, must be an old law. Huh. Yeah. And, and I think there's also something oh, about... Oh, are you addicted uh, to alcohol or any yeah. other substances? Right, right. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. I think there's also another section about psychological issues, right? Or, you can't beat yeah. your wife so, yeah. Yeah. or your husband. Right. So, so there, there are a couple of criteria that will, uh, w- will disbar you from, from owning a firearm. But if you're able to own it, then you should be able to make it um, you know, without any real hang-ups. Um, mail-order parts and straight to your door. What, what, can't, what can't you manufacture locally? What parts? Um, there aren't any at the moment. Oh, like, so, so, so you can make a full auto? You can. 
You can you can legally make your own. Oh, okay. No, I see. Sorry, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. You cannot legally make a make a machine oh. gun because you cannot legally possess a machine gun. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. The law actually stops the manufacturing of machine guns. That's it. Right. right. You can old grandfather in machine guns. Right. Right. So there was right. a machine gun registry before they were forbidden, um, and you can own those. They're very expensive, somewhere in the realm of like twenty thousand dollars for one. What if you had like a gun with thirty barrels that filed? Fired thirty rounds at the exact same time. That's volley fire, which really? is legal under the law. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. See, it's not, it's not such a thing as a dumb question. Huh? Yeah. There, <laughs> there was a revolver that came out recently that has two barrels. You fire two, I think, two thirty-eight specials out of it. I, I could be wrong, or two twenty-twos. Um, but with a with one pull of the trigger, you get two bullets out of two barrels. That's so amazing. only if you want to transfer a firearm, do you have to contact the ATF and get a serial number for that firearm? Is that correct? Uh, the jury is out on that one. It, okay. Because it, it, the it, ATF it, usually changes its mind right. uh, more than politicians flip-flop. Right. And uh, they're all over the place with their definitions, which are very confusing. Their their kind of understandings and their, their legal arguments are kind of all over the place. Right. So, so to get into the nuts uh, a, a little bit, it's uh, manufacturing exclusively for, for personal use, not for sale or distribution. So if you make it with the intent to give it away, you've committed a felony. If you make it with the intent to sell it, you've committed a felony. If you make it with the intent to use it solely for yourself, for whatever you are using it for, then you're fine. Wow. So I, I pulled it up. Uh, I just Googled it, and we have uh, – it's, it's uh, trexsmallarms.com. Oh. Arsenal Firearms AF-2011 double-barrel pistol in 38 Super. Yep. So it is – a handgun with two barrels. Yep. It's four thousand dollars. <laughs> Five inch slide, double barrel, semi automatic, thirty eight super caliber. Fire, fires both barrels with one pull of the trigger. Now, why would you want that? Because it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not you, saying you shouldn't have it. You I'm can saying, flex like, on you know, your what's... friends with the same gun, That's but only me. one barrel. Right. Right. <laughs> look, I'm <laughs> cooler two. than you. Yeah, I'm well, no, but look, but I think about the question the left often asks is like, why would anyone need this? Is there, is there, first, I understand the immediate response is, it doesn't matter. I don't need a reason. I have a Second Amendment right to own arms. That I get. But is there like a real functional or tactical reason to having volley fire or double barrel, you know, one trigger pull, two bullets? Well, I mean, it, 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 you're putting twice the amount of, of projectile into whatever you're shooting at. So if you're, you know, if you're, if you're hunting bear with an AR-15, you're going to want more than one round. But you really shouldn't be hunting bear with an AR-15. So, so. <laughs> we, we talked about this, though. We talked about um, full auto is actually bad, tactically. Ta- you know, uh, ta- yeah. tactically? Generally speaking, it, it just wastes a lot of ammo. Uh, in in most, like, uh, military-type engagement, you're going to be shooting at an individual target. Um, there is an argument for it where you're talking about suppressing fire coming from machine guns. Um, but when you, when you start getting into, like, fully auto out of a 30-round magazine, it's kind of... Not great. Like it, it's it's useful for the military. There's a reason that they have it. If you you know you're in a pinch and you just click the button over, you know, don't fine. They, don't they call it spray and pray? Yeah, yeah, spray yep. and pray. Um, I just wanted to do a clarification. Also, when Nancy Pelosi lately had, had said that she wanted crewman machine guns on these things, it's they're actually called crew served weapons. Yes. Hmm. My friend that was in the army was like, "Please tell everyone." <laughs> well, <laughs> we just Pelosi. we just read what Ken Cuccinelli said. You know. And he said crew manned machine guns. Oh, he, yeah, he's part of the patriarchy. Crew served. Jasper. Patriarchy. Yeah. Crew, so, uh, crew served weapons. You can't make full auto. Right. But that's not, that, that's, full auto's not even a good thing anyway. So it seems kind of redundant. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, again, there's, there's an argument for it. 
you know, if you can control it, then you can be accurate with it. And that's a training thing, which you need exposure to train with it. Um, so there, there are arguments for and against. Um, are there guns that will automatically fire when they target the person? Uh, you're talking like an automated turret system? Yeah, like if you turn it and it sees the the, the, the person or the target or the, the deer or whatever, that then it will fire when it sees it? Yeah, is uh, there anything like that? Kind of. There, there was a company called Tracking Point. They made a really fun optic. Um, and they, I, I think a later iteration, they built it into a full you know, rifle platform where you're hunting and you see the deer and you want to you wanna hit it as a, at a specific point to get a, a Which good you have to. clean kill on yep. it. Um, and so it would wait until you would pull the trigger and then you would like adjust the, your, your position so you would line up it, properly. And once it lined up properly, it would fire. Um I, it's been a, it's been years since I've seen this. Yeah, and I I don't know if I'm remembering it exactly. So don't well, quote well, me. Well, you want to make sure you don't wound a deer because right. they're going to run away and they're yeah. going right. to be injured and they're going to be suffering. There's a specific place on the deer, I think in the in the lung heart area. Lung correct heart, me yeah. if I'm wrong. That you have to if you shoot once, it's it's a yeah, it's it, a pretty good sign that you're it's going to be a. a Short, a, a clean it, it, kill, yeah. and and the animal's not going to suffer. Right. You know. You know. I was, I was wondering. Um, I read a lot about how certain places have like really high crime. Like I hear West Virginia has a lot of high crime, and like these a lot of these places outside of cities have high crime. They say New York has low crime, and I'm like, why is it then that people in West Virginia, there's like not many police around, and then why like you know, and people just get along just fine or get by just fine, and then why is it in New York? There's like we're hearing these massive spike in murders and things like this. Wasn't some guy just beaten and stripped naked in the street mm-hmm. in New York? Yeah, I remember yeah. probably. That video. Yeah. Is a video of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen stuff like that in real life in New York City growing up. I've seen crazy things that would spark people's PTSD if I described what I saw growing up. This and, is uh, this is from yeah. uh, six six. Sorry, Louis, this yeah, from yeah. Six, I want to pull yeah. this up. Six hours ago, man seen stripped and beaten in New York City. Attack was known gang member with lengthy criminal history. Oh. Victim is expected to survive. So why, the 26-year-old victim was in the area of Canal and Allen around 1130 a.m. on Friday when the group of about a dozen men and women jumped him and took his cell phone, pants, undergarments, and shoes. They then used a sharp object to slice him in the head, hands, and torso. The victim was taken to a local hospital where he's expected to survive. On Monday, the police commissioner, Dermot Shea, released a 50-second video of what he called a brazen broad daylight attack. The footage shows the man running away from the group as they catch up and begin beating him. Police sources told the New York Post the victim lives in Brooklyn and had just returned from Atlanta. The violent crew had reportedly been staking out the nearby bus stop for the man's arrival. Police said they fled in several vehicles after the attack. A law enforcement source confirmed to Fox News that the victim had been linked to the violent Mac Baller Brims gang. If the shoe was on the other foot, he'd be part of that gang, the source said. So is it, it's just gang violence, I guess? Yeah. yeah. This is an interesting thing. Like, Chicago is an interesting gun conversation. Chicago's got a bunch of people with illegal guns, and they go around shooting each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the left uses as an argument for gun control. Criminals who take the guns and then are causing problems and murdering people all over the place. I guess for me, I've always kind of wondered, 
if the guns are already illegal and they're committing murders with them, why would passing a law stop them from committing a murder, which is yeah. already illegal? I mean, like, that's the worst crime. Yeah. Well, like, we, killing we, somebody. We see a lot of liberals. Well, one of the worst crimes. We see a lot of liberals talk about gun homicides, and, and they keep forgetting that most of them are from illegal guns in jurisdictions that already banned them. Other uh, gun deaths are because of suicide. And then I think the third uh, highest level of gun death rates are from police officers shooting people. So so if you're for you know gun control, you're, you're not really for gun control. You're for having individuals with guns take away other people's guns at the threat of using guns. That's essentially what you're for. And you should just be honest about it, that you want people robbed of their ability to defend themselves while, of course, the politicians want literal machine guns protecting them all the time i like the the idea of having an armed society is kind of cool because if if some a group does rise up to overthrow the government with guns which like in holland they're probably afraid of you have the rest of the population also armed to protect the country from the overthrow civil war well ideally i mean that's possible that did happen in the 1800s but ideally it would it would be a swift justice they always say that with war it wouldn't man i mean we've, we've got 75 million trump voters 80 million biden voters but it's better than i think a totalitarian dictatorship yeah. the threat of civil well, war is better than a totalitarian dictatorship the threat of civil war it, it's better to know that there's a possible like the, the idea that a civil war could happen means that the dictatorship is less likely to happen you always want to reduce harm and, and what usually reduces harm is individuals being able to defend themselves because people then don't take uh, offensive, aggressive actions against them. They say uh, an armed society is a polite society. And I think we're seeing that in places like Florida and places like Texas, where people have the ability to protect themselves, unlike other jurisdictions like Chicago, New York City, uh, and, and a lot of the other big cities where you can't and gang violence and uh, has been skyrocketing well, because all the gang members know people are defenseless. People can't defend themselves if they do have a firearm. But now in many places, I think in Chicago, you can have a gun. But I, th- I think it's really difficult. For I, I grew up there in the longest time, like all weapons were just outright banned. I think the only legal weapon you're allowed to have is is a, a rubber switch. You know, you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's like a, a long piece of rubber with a little ball at the end and you whack what? people with it. What no. about a knife? Yeah. No, knives, that's illegal. Really? No. Yeah. In Times Square, the biggest arrests that were made were individuals that came in from out of New York who had pocket knives. The biggest arrest that happened, uh, I, I forgot the exact statistic here, but, but I, I, I heard a very wild one that the, that the majority of arrests in New York happened because of tourists having guns on their, you know. Oh, hip. right. Yeah. I yep. imagine it's like a knife of a certain length. Yeah, it's like longer than three and a half inches or okay. something. So that's like a pocket knife. You can get a certain pocket knife. Or maybe you've got like a utility knife or something you carry yeah, around for like nail clippers. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they're like, well, that's a crime. Can't have that. Um, Alex, do you know how many 3D printed guns are in existence? Is that even measurable? Um, not really. I mean, I, I broke 25,000 across socials. So I would imagine there's at least 25,000. Um, I, I would severely, I, I would surely hope that there are many, many, many times that number. And I, I believe that there are, but I, I would have, no one, there, there's no way to count. Cause so, most people are making them in the privacy of their own home. And if they're doing it right, they're not telling anybody. So we, we, we were talking about this a while, uh, like last week, I think about ghost guns. And some people were saying they were legal. And then a bunch of people were like, no, 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 they're totally legal. So ghost guns are legal. Is that correct? Yeah. So if you, uh, a minute ago, we were talking about like how you can manufacture any gun you manufacture at home for your own personal use is what politicians are calling a ghost gun. 
Like they are, they are, they are one the same. So it's not just 3D printed stuff. It's not just like the 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 80 percent kits that you buy. It's it's anything that you're making at home. So what's how does the 80 percent kit work? So uh, basically, a, co- uh, a company went said uh, went to the ATF and said, "Hey, is this uh, so okay?" I need to back up. The ATF regulates one one specific part of a firearm that is the as a firearm. It's the serialized part. It's the one part that you actually have to go to an FFL, a gun store, to buy. And what so, part is that? Uh, it, it varies based on the, the firearm. Oh, okay. On a Glock, it's the polymer frame. Uh, on an AR-15, it's the lower receiver where the trigger and the magazine go into. Um, so that's the serialized part. Now, what these 80% companies did is they went to the ATF and they had a partially finished one that they sent them the, the lore and said, hey, is this a firearm yet? And the ATF said no. So the, the industry called it an 80% complete firearm. Yeah. So it's not quite a firearm. And you can, you can buy it. It ships straight to your door. And you finish it on basic tools. Uh, there's a couple of kits out there. One you do with like a, a, a DeWalt router or something, some kind of just common hardware tool or you can do it with a drill press but then you still need to buy that last piece right wasn't there something going on where people were saying the atf was raiding people for having these kits yeah so there was one specific kit done by polymer 80 called the buy build shoot kit and they marketed it as everything you need in a box to build a gun in a couple hours and you would click it once and you add to the cart and they would ship it to your door and then you'd spend an hour putting it together and the atf said that this box of parts that weren't fi- that wasn't a firearm was close enough to the definition of a firearm and marketed in such a way that it could be construed as a firearm, that it was actually a firearm. So, Which doesn't make any sense right. from the legal perspective. But this is the ETF we're talking about. They, you know, fairy dust and magic. So in terms of 3D printed guns, you're printing what, like the frame, the grip, the stock, or what? Yeah, basically any external part that has complex geometry. So some things that are going to be difficult to make by hand. Um and then looking specifically at like the FGC nine, uh, the barrel and the bolt are made at home, um, out of common, common material. Um, and again, the barrel, uh, we're, we're finishing it uh, with basically 3D printable inserts and we're using electrochemical machining to get the internal dimensions of the barrel to the right size and rifle it and cut the chamber. And it sounds really complicated. It does. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that shot really high for yeah. a lot of people, but uh, there's a good write-up on... on. Whoa. It was uh, auto-playing a video from, <laughs> about the FGC-9. Yeah. Continue, continue. Anyway, a lot of that went over a lot of people's heads. There's a really good write-up. It's It sounds really complicated. Yeah. It's not. You're... You, it's salt water and an aquarium pump in a five-gallon bucket in your garage. So in total, how much do you have to spend on supplies, materials, and uh, everything you need to, to make a FGC-9? Okay, so the the hardware to get started, the printer itself, 200 bucks. Yeah. Filament, 40 bucks. The parts to build the actual gun, your internals, about another 200 bucks. And then your, your, um, your benchtop power supply... And your aquarium pump to do the electrochemical machining is like another hundred on top of that. So when you say so, electrochemical machining, um, right. you have salt water in a tank. How does that work exactly? So you, you're pumping water out of a bucket, salt water out of a bucket, through the inside of the barrel. And you've got uh, an electrode in the barrel that's stripping material at the atomic oh, level awesome. off of the inside that's of the barrel cool. to 
bore it to the right size for your bullet, and then cut rifling, and then cut in your chamber. Wow. Sorry. That sounds really hard to do. Yes. Yes. It's not. awesome. It's not hard. It's, someone no. gave us a super chat a couple of days ago. They're like, no, it's so easy. You could just print an, uh, an FGC9. And I looked in, and I was like, this looks hard. Yeah. yeah. No, this looks really I, hard. It, you, look, it yeah. looks hard. Yeah. It's super easy. Um, what look, what caliber is FGC9? It's a 9 mm Nine. Oh, is that yeah, where the 9 comes from? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the FCG, uh, FGC means something else. Yeah, that, F, uh, we, F gun control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that gun. Are there yeah. other printers than the Ender, like uh, next level above the Ender 5? Um, there are. Uh, you start to lose the value per dollar that you're spending. So you can get into like a three or $4,000 printer pretty quickly. What would be the value of that? Uh, I mean, you're doing the same thing you're doing on the Ender, th- Ender 5. Does it print? Oh. About, about the same quality. You might get an upgrade in materials. You might be able to print with some fancy nylons and stuff like that, some higher temperature stuff. But, I mean, for yeah. the price difference. What about metal? Do you print metal? No. So metal is a whole other uh, um, uh, <laughs> manufacturing process, and it's a lot more to get into. So um, there, there's a couple different methods of doing the most popular, the cheapest one, and I'll start at this is $50,000 that you're spending to get in here. Wow. It's a laser that melts a layer of powder, and then uh, the printer scoops another layer on top of it. It does another layer of melting. Those are really fast, though, right? No. That goes really it, slow. It, yeah, it's pretty slow. Oh, wow. Jeez. Um, and then once all that's done, you have to take that part. You have to send it to another company to do the final, like, actually make it a solid part, because it's a bunch of particles that are stuck together. Right. It's got to go in, like, a kiln or something. Right. Like, where it cheats and solidifies or something like that? Yeah. And then you have to add material, physically add additional oh, material to it. So it becomes a lot more expensive, a lot more costly. There, There's applications for it, but not for, like, the home gunsmith. I'm going to do this in my garage for the cheap. Yeah. Um, like there are there are filaments that have metal embedded in them, but they have the same problem where it's just a bunch of metal metal particles that are just stuck together, and then you have to send it to another company yeah. to finish it. So, I got I, I got to be honest, man. You, you say it sounds easy, but I'm like looking at these websites, and it's just there's hurdles to you know the average person can't just do this. Yeah, no, every, everything is a learning curve, but uh, we've tried to make it really really simple. So. In order to get started, I'm going to plug my site. Go go to theguide.controlpew.com. Uh, that'll get you your first 10 steps into 3D printing. You're not 3D printing guns yet. You're just 3D printing. You're just learning how to use the printer, how to use the software, how to get it dialed in so it actually functions and things fit together properly. And then the next step, right? Find a gun you want to print. Print it. And Control it Pew is C-T-R-L-P-E-W. C-T-R-L-P-E-W. That's the guy and, dot controlpew.com. And just to clarify, uh, having and making your own FGC9 is legal federally? Is that correct? Yeah, federally, it's legal. Uh, state laws may vary. I know Maryland yeah. has some funny business going on. I yes. know California has funny business going on. I know New York has funny business going yeah. on. Well, California and Maryland banned flamethrowers. They're, they're the two states. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I know this because I own a flamethrower. <laughs> they banned flamethrowers, which is just uh, utterly ridiculous well, and so un-American. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> people, people are getting in trouble with the, the Elon Musk flamethrowers. Yeah. Because yeah. people yeah. are buying them and it's called not a flamethrower by the boring company. Mm-hmm. And then people are getting the, the feds showing up at the door being like, that's a flamethrower. Yeah. Well, the funny business is that's actually a weed burner. 
It's not a flamethrower. It really? just has a little bit of flame that sits in the end. It doesn't throw the flame right. anywhere, and it's really depressing, and I'm really sad about it. Oh, <laughs> now, now, importantly, making your own 3D-printed firearm, like the FGC-9, is there any legislation against doing this uh, locally, statewide? Is there anything against 3D-printing on the books now? Because I've seen individuals like Chuck Schumer who uh, literally... Uh, explain explain the black uh, what was it uh, the silk road in in such a way where it promoted it on national television a few years ago now talking about the ease of 3d printing firearms there's a lot of misunderstanding but but is there any legislation proposed or or on the books now against 3d printing federally state or local not at the federal level at the state level like i said california maryland new york i think there is some legislation that exists Although, how far you get with that, I don't know. There's a couple people. Um, Reno is a, a guy from Cal- a YouTuber from California. He's working on a 3D printed California compliant uh, Glock and AR 15. So, there are some specifics to work within those sets of laws, but I, I'm not as well read on the individual states to be yeah. able to answer that with any level of competence. Well, you know, even traveling with firearms, you you, you learn about so many of the oh, yeah. jurisdictions, reciprocities, and you literally need to hire a lawyer to explain yeah. it to you because of the different made-up laws that each politician interprets in their own unique ways, which is, uh, again, not universal and very confusing and leads a lot of people in trouble. Yeah, I, don't I'm, know I'm, so, I'm so disappointed because I, I try for like i sat for like three or four hours i dug through the law to come out here with my trunk of fun yeah and just show you guys what we're working with and i couldn't do it because i just couldn't figure out how to navigate the whole thing properly and i was like okay i can't yeah i can't even begin have you in your time 3d printing and experimenting have you ever figured out new shapes to build weapons or guns with that make them more effective um I mean, a little bit. So we've, we've done a lot of modifications on like the AR-15 to make it a lot more robust. Um, there's a version now that has an additional like bracket on the, on the side of it to hold the buffer tower, to add some extra support to the buffer tower so that it doesn't break off when you're shooting. Um, which was a problem that we had with like the early 2015, 2016 versions of the AR-15 lore. So, I mean, we, we've, we've come along, we've evolved in a lot of different, uh, different firearms. So, like, when you're talking about specific shapes, not really, but it, it, it all varies based on the forces applied to each firearm, because they all, they all act a little bit differently. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, to print, like, little hooks on the side where you could stick extra cartridges and then <laughs> to hold. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. that stuff, there's a lot of that, actually. Um, Thingiverse doesn't allow you to do gun stuff, but there's a lot of gun stuff on Thingiverse. It's oh. fantastic. So there yeah, weird if stuff on Thingiverse too. Well, there is that. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thingiverse. Weird stuff. Scale models of the rectal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, make yeah. your own record. No, but not even a joke. They got weird stuff on Thingiverse. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. The yeah. future is, is now. It's yeah. unstoppable. Wonderful. They're going to make 3D printers that can print 3D printers. Yeah, it's that, just around the corner. So, funny story. <laughs> 2012, the RepRap project, which started the whole 3D printer business and the, like, the commercial you know, home use, um, the, it, they were designed to be have a bunch of 3D printed parts and then have a bunch of common off-the-shelf parts where you just printed the stuff you need or you had someone else print it for you and then you assembled your printer and you could print another set and give them to someone else 
and they could build their printer. So cool. So that that was the origin of this whole thing, which is another reason why the whole three 3D printing thing itself can never really be stopped because the origin of everything is open source. It's all out there. It's all public domain. They could put some kind of tax on 3D printers where you have to get a stamp and then only one office in the country issues the stamps and they're swamped and people can only get one like every six months like I they mean, do with many things to get around the law. You know what I mean? All right, but pr- prove that I bought the printer to, you know, you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, like, oh, yeah. you know what we've seen? You, you got to catch them first. What we've seen with a lot of uh, regulations the government does when they can't ban something is they put regulatory hurdles in front of it that are so severe, people eventually just stop doing it. I have a feeling that in the future they'll be trying to to ban the information, like the actual CAD files of of the data. Yeah, they're already trying. So when electricity becomes free, like once we we tap fusion and we're in ignition, um, it's going to be the information that's the currency of the world. It's funny. I was watching Star Trek earlier, and I'm, I'm just thinking about this now, like, what if, like, could you imagine someone walking up to a replicator and being like, computer, Glock 9 millimeter, you know, Glock 17, <laughs> it's not loaded, give me a, 50 rounds, it just appears, and then people have guns. Right? Wouldn't you that know. be great? <laughs> Atomic well, printing. Isn't the data market more valuable than the oil market in the world already? That, that wouldn't surprise so, me. So, I mean, when we're looking at the advancements of technology, it goes both ways. It provides people a lot of opportunity, but it also has an opportunity to take away a lot of the freedoms and liberties that we take uh, advantage of. So uh, it's going to be interesting because when you look at 3D printers and trying to ban them, I mean, essentially, when you boil it down, it's somewhat of a simple technology of, of just making plastic hot and then moving around a machine. So mm-hmm. it uses that heat uh, and that you know melted plastic to, to shape something in a different form. So, I mean, it's going to be very hard to ban 3D printers, but it, it's something that, as you said, could happen and could be regulated in a way where it's impossible to get. For, for, the, for the FGC-9, could you just buy, like, standard parts for other guns? Is that legal? Like, if you bought a barrel or certain parts that you needed? And yeah, you- so there, there are a couple mods that exist already. One to make it take Glock barrel or Glock, uh, Glock barrels. Uh, another one to... Oh, it, it's uh, by by default it takes an AR-15 fire control group. Funny story that AR-15 fire control group is also like a one to one copy of one that you can get out of an airsoft gun from really? uh, on AliExpress. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But so so that that becomes extremely easy then. Yeah. Like what what's what's the regulatory issue then? Do you still have to get serialized? Do you have to get it registered or anything like that? No. So if you're if you're building it for personal use, there is no serial number, no registration, nothing. It just exists and it's yours. And now you have a gun. So you can buy the, the, the metal parts you need yep. and then 3D print the rest, put it together, and you're good to go. Yep. That's oh. crazy. Do you ever use resin printing? Uh, I've started messing with some of it. Uh, the biggest problem with resin printing is it's structurally weaker than FDM printing or the plastic printing. So the part you get isn't as strong, so it breaks sooner. Um, so I've seen a couple people try and do like Glock frames in their resin printers, and they don't end well. Yep. Um, they... No injury to the user, but they just break. They just break. Yeah. Um, how, so. how long is this? Like, so we, we were talking about how the Liberator. I, I remember when it, you know, was first being developed. It would get off like one or two, a few rounds and then just break itself. Mm-hmm. But that was no metal parts, right? Right. Well, it it Except took for the firing pin. Common nail, yeah. A common nail, yeah. And how would that would just be one a one off or yep. what? Uh, well, okay. So you can get more than one round out of a Liberator. The the video that's been that's commonly cited is one from like the Queensland police who printed a really crappy version of it. It was they they didn't follow the instructions, and this is critical. Follow the readme. There's a readme in every package. Everything comes out. It's got the instructions. Follow them. <laughs> but uh, they didn't follow the readme. 
Uh, so their print was junk, and it blew up. Cause but it, did it actually fire, though? Like it, one yeah, round? It, it did fire the one round. It also blew up. Um, did they get hurt? No, they had it on a stand. Oh, okay. But I know Cody in his 2013 video fired three or four rounds through his on video, on camera, wow. in succession. So, I mean... You, you just know. put a nail in it. Yeah. That's amazing. What do you think about the new Biden kind of proposals for gun control? Have you looked into them at, at all? I mean, I've tried, but they are not very coherent and yeah. don't really apply to a lot. It, it, it sounds like a universal ban on all things... Pew pew. Yeah. And okay, enforce it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they will. No, law abiding try. citizens obey the law. Can't yeah. enforce it. That's the problem with the, with the amount of guns that are being printed. There's just no that's, stopping. that's the, the issue. Look, that's the look, issue. Looking at this last year alone, just with like the, the reported background checks, there's something like three, we're, we're 10 million I, new shooters. I feel like we're butting up against 4 million background checks. Yeah. Now, a lot of those background checks have more than one gun, and not all of those background checks actually complete or end in a sale, but four million is a lot. I think lot. it's way more than that, actually. I, I feel like it would be, too, and I'm, I'm ballparking numbers, so again. Well, so the, the, I think the guy from Federal Ammo put out a video about the ammo shortage mm -hmm. and said that we're looking at seven million new shooters. Oh, jeez. So that means background checks has to, has to be over seven million yeah. because some people buy more than one gun. Yeah. So, a lot of, uh, you know, well, part, actually, yeah. no, that's not fair because some people are buying, some people are already gun owners and are buying guns. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is 4 million. So the, the data that comes up when I just, oh, no, no, wait, I'm sorry. This, it would have to be more than 7 yeah. million, regardless if you're a first time shooter or not. Yeah. The data that comes up that when I just searched for this is that nearly 5 million new gun owners have joined the 100 million plus gun owners already in the United States in 2020, Jeez. according to recent estimates for the, from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. So, uh, uh, some of the data also shows that 40% of all firearm sales are going through first-time buyers. So, of course, there's a lot of people. I mean, I've saw this. I started doing, uh, you know, trainings with my Special Forces Green Beret friends in New Hampshire, teaching people who are first-time gun owners how to properly use, how to properly clean, uh, use their firearms this summer because there was a demand for it and there was a shortage of professionals willing to train people how to even safely use and operate a firearm. Let's, let's, let's segue into this next, this next story. From Newsweek. Fact check. Did Missouri shop say no guns and ammo for Biden supporters? <laughs> Guess what? Fact check. True. Yes. It, it actually happened. They say President Joe Biden preached that the country requires unity to overcome its challenges in, the, in his inaugural address last week as it remains divided with the Capitol riots earlier this month. Blah, blah, blah. In Missouri, depending on the presidential candidate you one voted for, some local residents might not be able to obtain guns or ammunition at one store. Austin Peterson tweeted, my local gun shop announced last night they do not have any guns or ammunition available for Biden supporters. The comment section of howling leftists is delicious, like hot apple pie with ice cream. Let's keep it going. Is it the claim? The tweet from him is the claim. A user from the social media forum Gab posted a screenshot of an article from the Gateway Pundit, an online political news blog that says we report the truth and leave the Russia collusion fairy tale to the conspiracy media. With the headline, Missouri gun shop announces they don't have guns or ammo for Biden supporters. They have the actual post from Facebook here. It's true. Trigger Firearms and Reloading LLC, based in Jefferson City, Missouri, recently posted to its Facebook business page, we don't have guns or ammo for Biden supporters. Sorry for the inconvenience. The company that lists itself as a gun store on the platform has received more than 3,000 interactions and more than 1,000 shares on the post with mixed reactions from users in the comment thread. Reached by phone, 
Trigger Firearms and Reloading LLC hung up on Newsweek's request for comment about the Facebook post, declining to respond. Gee, you think? Facebook user Terry Plotner wrote, private company so they can do what they want. <laughs> yeah. But in a comment responding to the gun shops post and apparent support, the ruling true. They did say this. They will not sell guns or ammo. Oh. So what does that mean? They're like you walk in and they're like, who'd you vote for? And I you're like, like I voted for Joe Biden. Get out. Yeah. Who's going to admit that? The it, gun shop. I don't think they're going to admit it. I don't think they're going to be asking, but this is great PR to bring attention to their gun store. I know a gun store in New Hampshire that literally had Joe Biden as the salesman of the month uh, a few weeks ago, and that brought in a whole bunch of attention and a lot of people angry and a lot of people pissed off. And he's like, I love it. Give me all the attention. Uh, the guy was also a fan of We Are Changed, which is awkward walking in there. And it's like, oh, of course. Yeah, that's me. Where, yeah. where, where's, where, where are the people going to banks asking for a multi-million dollar investment to start primer companies or powder companies because of the shortage of all this ammo? Yeah. Like now's the opportunity to get on the ground in, floor. In fact, can you 3D print ammo? Oh, uh, we're getting there. So we've got a couple of people working on it. Um, developments are coming. We've got we've got projectiles, we've got casings. Uh, we're working on we've got half the chemistry. We're working 3D on 3D printed more. projectile. Whoa. Not no. So we're 3D printing molds that will let you cast projectiles oh, in any yeah, yeah. caliber and diameter you want oh, wow. because in many places in the world you can't buy the molds. Like well, so you can't but, here in the but US. it's incredible. No. Let me let, let me wow. ask you. Would you provide all of your schematics to Biden's voters? Sure. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, they're, they're going on the internet for free. Yeah. Anyone can download them. Yep. Go nuts. It, everyone will have them if they want them. I guess that's the point, you know, if it's, it's freedom. Yep. It's you as an individual have the ability, have the technology, you can do it. You know, I, I was thinking about what, like, you know, why these liberals, like these Biden supporters are so concerned and will, well, first of all, let me say they're willing to support it. They're willing to support a man who says he's going to outright ban all gun sales and accessory sales online. Did he, did he want to ban ammo, too? Online sales of ammo? Yeah, I do recall. Yeah, he wrote a lot of vague, generalized language about not allowing people to buy a firearm uh, within a certain amount of period, close to another purchase of a firearm. He talked about banning online sales of anything gun-related. How could you vote for him and then actually go and expect to buy a gun? Yeah. And that's a weird question outright, like— is how many people are actually going to this gun shop and saying they're Biden supporters who want to buy guns? I guess they exist, but it's like, all right, I'll tell you what, you give no, you have to give it to me. Like you, it's being confiscated. You don't, yeah. you don't. You and don't and it's it. interesting that this is. Oh, you got a stink bug in there. Yep. Yeah. It, it's interesting that this is happening in in Missouri because in Missouri, this is also where the McClowski case happened. I'm yeah. still trying to look up the latest information about what's happening with them, but they're the couple that walked out with firearms with very poor trigger discipline yeah. and very point, very poor uh, aim discipline uh, when a BLM, uh, you know pretty much protest broke down the fence of their door and uh you know they say threatened them so i'm still trying to find out exactly what's going what on what should they have right done now. like had their guns pointed down at the ground well it, when you see uh, i think it was patricia mcclowski yeah she literally she had her her finger on the trigger uh, and she was moving the gun around in a place where it was rightly behind her husband's head <laughs> like whoa. you're yeah. not supposed to do that that's not smart <laughs> that's yeah. not smart I feel like everything else was appropriate given yeah. the information that I have. Like it was, it was a violent crowd, and yeah. you're you're they're they're confronting you on your property. So I feel like that's okay to point a gun at them with your finger on the trigger and be like, "I'm actually going to shoot you if you keep coming at." They were me. on his property in a castle doctrine state, right? So, so it's like in 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 some states, you can shoot someone before before they even get on your property. 
if, if in order to prevent someone entering your property, some states allow wow, you to shoot somebody. That's hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and so there's like, uh, I don't know the full details, but some states like New Jersey, I think New Jersey has duty to retreat, meaning you're in your home in the middle of the night and you're allowed to own a gun. And then someone breaks in. If you can flee your home, you must. But the, it's, it's really funny because I was talking to even a cop about this and he laughed and he was like, where are you going to go? <laughs> it's your house. Where do you go? It's, it makes no sense. And I was like, yeah. And then in other states, they have castle doctrine with no duty, no duty to retreat, but a duty to enter your home. So like, let's say you live in, you know, Maryland and you're on your front lawn or something and you see someone coming towards you. You have to go into your house first. Then if they try breaking in, you can defend your home. In places I think like West Virginia, I'm pretty sure West Virginia is like you see them on your property, you can shoot them. Yeah. In New York City, you defend yourself, you you hurt the perp, you go to jail for the crime of hurting the perp. So I know many instances and cases where people had violence brought upon them, they defended themselves, and because they left a mark on the the attacker, the aggressor, they went to jail. Really? Yeah. What You're supposed to do no harm? There's even individuals, there's even stories in the United States where people were violently attacked, fought back. And, uh, you know, with, with extreme cases of even, you know, people trying to kill another person, that person defended themselves and they went to jail. So there's, there's a number of cases and it all depends on the jurisdictions and it all depends on who the attorney general is. And this is why we've seen individuals like George Soros literally bankroll attorney, attorney generals all throughout the country that, of course, will play favorable into the agenda, into the narratives that they want to push. The moral of the story is simple. Don't live in blue states or blue cities. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to. Go somewhere where you're allowed to be reasonable. Defend and yourself. when you do go, leave all of those policies there. Yes. That's amazing. You see, you see this story earlier about a guy from, Cal- he, from California moved to Texas and oh, then yeah, was yeah. like really upset and angry. Like he called it, a, it, it was not a conservative utopia and it was like monoculture, just didn't like it. So he leaves and it's like, you know what, man? That's a good story. You know why? He left. Yeah. He didn't like it. He left. It's, it's remarkable because, you know, we have so many people now fleeing these big cities and going to these, these red areas where I, I can understand why this store is basically saying no Biden supporters can buy guns because you've got Democrats from big cities moving to red areas, bringing those policies with them, and then they want to buy guns and then get them banned later. What's the point? Like create, create grandfathered in guns that only you can sell like, like full auto, you know, what, what do they cost? Like 20 grand for, for a, 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 like a belt fed full auto machine gun? Uh, yeah, belt fed, you're going to get way up in there, but because it's grandfathered in, the only way right. to own it is if it's an existing, right? There, there's a finite number. A lot of people want them. Yes. Uh, so maybe that's the plan. Maybe it's a bunch of rich people being like, if we get guns banned, then only we have the guns and they'll be worth a million bucks. Huh. There you go. It's a racket. Yeah. The, the guy who moved uh, to Texas and then back, I mean, one of the top reasons he left is because the, the weather was oppressive that uh-huh. uh, that there was no public land, that there was no snowy mountains, that that people in Austin were rude. But uh, you know, well, you, you know, went to Austin. Austin's yeah, the liberal. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a liberal mayor there who goes to uh, vacation in the Caribbean islands while telling everyone to stay home and not travel because of COVID. Uh, just like most Democratic politicians who don't follow the law. But I mean, this guy sparked an interesting discussion. But I do believe media organizations like the Daily Mail went too far. They kind of 
doxed him. They released public information about his house, where he lived, his family photos. And I'm like, this is too far. This is, I mean, people are enjoying calling him the new Karen and dunking on him. But but for me... But it was his old house. Yeah. He didn't live there anymore. Well, I, I don't know. It looks, they're showing how his house in, in Los Angeles, uh, sorry, San Diego, and his house in uh, Texas that he had. Yeah, he doesn't live at either It's of those. still a lot of personal information yeah. that's not yeah. really needed there. And a lot and, of people... And, and a lot of people yeah. ragging on the guy, and I'm like, but he did the right thing. Yeah. He moved there, yeah. hated it, and left. Exactly. There you go. If you don't like it, and you, you move. That That's fine, and we shouldn't be criticizing him. He does smart, spark an interesting conversation, which I think we all should have, and uh, that should be it. You know, you yeah. know what I think ultimately the biggest problem is? It's that conservatives who live in conservative areas understand what city life is like to a certain degree and don't care for what people do in cities, but people who live in cities have no idea what rural life is like and want everyone to live under the rules of a city. Like, so, so I talked about it before. If you live in Manhattan, uh, even, even I think Luke accidentally, uh, came out in support of regulate gun regulation when uh -huh. I said, what happens if you live in New York City and you got a, you got a five five six and someone breaks into your cubicle apartment well, and you said maybe reg, maybe don't allow certain calibers? And I was well, like, ah, well, ah, well ah. maybe some individuals. We had this argument. I'm like, hey, Tim, you should get a shotgun. I don't know. My my walls in my RV are kind of thin there. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so the point is, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Alex. Uh, in New York, for instance, I understand the right to bear arms, especially to defend yourself. If you live in one of these cubicle loft apartments where you got 30 people surrounding your, your, you know, 10 by 10 cube, it smells like sour milk, and someone breaks into your apartment, a certain, a, you know, a certain bullet's going to go through walls and potentially hit other people, and that could create a huge risk. Yeah, so all bullets are going to go through walls. Like, there is no bullet small enough that it's going to stop in drywall. Even like a, what, what a hollow point 22? Yeah. It would go, it would go through, but I yeah. mean like. But just, just assume that it's going to, because this is, this is sort of the danger you get into with gun ownership of you're responsible for wherever that bullet goes, period. So if it goes through who you shot into the 12 year old in two apartments down, well, that, you know, you may have shot the guy, yes, but the consequence of that, you know, was you've you've created an unacceptable consequence of that you killed a twelve or you shot a twelve year old. So, I mean, this is something that a gun owner needs to be conscious of. This yeah. is something that you get through exposure to firearms in general is you develop this knowledge over time. Man, so, could you imagine living in New York City and there being a gun shop in Times Square where they're selling like a three hundred eight and you can well, just buy it? Well, like, to also right. clarify, you know, I'm not for the regulations, but, <laughs> but but there is a, there is a particular gun culture that that needs to be talked about because when we went out to the range, we met a lot of random individuals in the middle of the woods, away from all the roads, and they were all courteous. They all looked you in your eye. They all talked yep. to you. They all treated you with respect. There was no attitude. There was no you know crap thrown your way. There is a particular gun culture that is that takes safety very seriously, that makes sure that you don't point, point your muzzle at people, regardless of whether the gun is loaded or not yeah, loaded. Yes, but, but Luke, it's not about gun culture. It's about regular people. Yes. Like, think but, about how—remember you made that video about being on the subway with all those people everywhere? Yes. So Luke made this video a long time ago about being on the subway with millions of people. Just keep going. You got nothing else to lose. And they That's never the talk to each other. But how, how often—like, we, we see videos of attacks. They happen. But how often does the average person walk through New York, walking past all these people, and no one just randomly starts beating you or stabbing you? Same way with driving. You never really veer the car over and ram into someone. I know. You know, you know when, I, when I was 16, and I, well, actually, I got my license when I was 18. But when I was like first starting to learn how to drive, I was shocked when I, when I realized the cars don't frequently bump into each other. I was like, how is that possible? You got to park. 
Cars got to bump into each other. And it's like, well, sometimes when you're parallel parking, you might bump somebody. But for the most part, millions upon millions of cars every day drive within inches of each other and never touch. Amazing. And I was like, wow. Especially taxi drivers. They, they, they drive like crazy. Fr- yeah. Freaking. I don't even now, want to now, say it. Think about that. And then when I, when we went to the range and there were some other dudes there setting up targets and they had a bunch of guns too. I have no, no fear or no concern about them shooting me or anybody else because I don't regularly get attacked by random people. Especially yeah. when you're at a range when people are going there for a purpose. Well, pe- yeah. People who live in cities are paranoid and terrified that someone's going to... You know, you know what it is? Maybe, maybe because there's too many nasty people who work in these offices or who are on Twitter. And they know that they're, they're bad people. And they're just worried about someone coming to their office and, you know, going postal yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, desperation can breed violence, obviously. And in cities, sometimes you have poverty and, and hunger. But trust is like such an integral part of being human. You know, we got to where we are as a socially constructed species by trusting each other. And, and also, I think people, when they decide to purchase a firearm, they understand that they're taking a very serious responsibility, that it comes with a lot of training, a lot of educating, and, and a huge, huge, uh, you know, patience towards trying to understand the, the huge ramifications. And I think majority of people do that. I thought the first thing everybody did when they bought guns was to go out in the parking lot, like Yosemite Sam, and just start firing wildly into the air. <laughs> Is that what you did, Tim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, some revolvers. Yeah. What kind of gun do you think Yosemite Sam was using? Is that like a forty-five ACP? Um, forty-five Long Colt. I would say it's a forty-four Magnum. What was I'm thinking about? Like the the stereotype of the character he has, and what kind of bullet they used back then? Oh, okay. Hold on. I don't know. Someone in thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah. I don't so, know. I'm sure someone in the super chat will correct me. I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> someone in the chat will correct me. Speaking of corrections, I do want to go back. Uh, we were talking about Nick's earlier, Nick's background checks. So the 2020 annual total was 21.1 million. Ooh. Background check. Background check. Wow. So again, not all background checks result in sale, yeah. and not all background checks are one-to-one with firearms. Right. right. And not all states require background checks to buy a firearm. Wait, really? Yeah. So if you have a permit, like right, in right, Iowa, right. I, have a, yeah. I have a carry permit in Iowa, I don't have to do a background check. Right. A concealed a, a conceal carry or? Uh, in Iowa, it's just a carry. Oh, wow. I think. And then if one person buys 20 guns, they only need to do one background check? Not if you have a, not not if if you you have have a, a permit. You just walk yeah. in and you go, I'll take that. That, it that, that all depends that, that, on the state. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's, to clarify, the permit is a background check. Yes. You had to get get one to get the permit right, right, right that was just one yeah yeah so it's it's weird that you know years so ago. during during the march for our lives protest i went down there in a good faith attempt at talking to people i can't tell you how many people were like holding up signs saying assault ban assault rifles and so i would talk to them and be like i just want to ask you about your sign and they'd be like yeah what about it and i'd be like well assault rifles are illegal and they've always been and i'm wondering if you were aware or what your goal is with the sign and they would go oh and like one lady like folded it up and she's like i didn't know yeah. I'm like, uh huh. What's an assault? I mean, it's kind of a vague. Uh, a no, assault question, rifle. What, how, how would you de- define an assault rifle? Well, well, it's not really defined. So, no, well, assault rifle is assault, select, selective fire rifle. Yes and no, because that's that's in the legal definition. That is a machine gun, right? So, uh, the assault rifle is like the populist term that politicians like to use well, to scare weapon. people. Assault weapon. Assault is, rifle is a is a is a rifle that has selective fire, so you can do single burst or full auto. It has in, to go. In, in the colloquial, that is. But the I, I think this is a <laughs> legal term. Thing. Is a machine We're talking machine about gun? legal terminology. This is the machine gun because they're talking about legislation and passing laws. What the what the what the legislature what, what the Democrats tend to do and some Republicans is they say assault weapon, mm-hmm. and they can't define what an assault weapon is. Right. So like we were talking about this. I don't know if we were talking about it on the air, but like the M1A is illegal in Maryland. 
But the scar, what, what does Luke have? The scar 22? Oh, I shouldn't. Scar I should, 20. Scar 20. I shouldn't be talking about that publicly, I guess. But anyway. Oh, well, too late. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> the, the M1A is illegal in, in Maryland because it's a weapon of war, I guess. But it's like the M1A is, is, is it fair to say it's like relatively archaic? The M1 Garand was what World War II. Yes. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not the same as like a modern AR-15 that could shoot the same caliber, which is probably more efficient and easier to use. Yeah. So the, the, the point is the assault weapon definition is like nonsensical almost. And I, I know gun owners know this and they've known this longer than I did because you see the memes where it's like, this is illegal. This is legal. They're literally the same gun. Um, you know, it's like minor differences. Assault rifle means means selectifier, which does that always mean that it has a full auto selection, single burst or full auto? So, okay. So machine, talking, going back to the legal term, the machine gun is any weapon that fires more than one bullet with a single pull of the trigger. Oh, so burst fire. So burst fire, full auto, um, anything of that, that nature. Um, when you talk about assault weapons, assault rifles, these are, these are vague and undefined terms. Which is why well, I, I sort of... I'm pretty sure assault, assault <laughs> rifle is defined. So uh, it was popularized by Hitler, the term assault rifle. And it's a selective fire rifle that uses an intermediate cartridge and a detachable magazine. They were first put into mass production, accepted in wide use during World War II. The first rifles were the German STG-44. Assault weapon is the nonsensical term that has no right. real definition. Like a flamethrower could be an assault weapon. They assaulted... There's some handguns that are assault weapons. I, I guess what I'm trying to what, I, what I'm trying the language I'm trying to focus on is like what's in U.S. law because assault weapon and assault rifle aren't defined anywhere in U.S. Except law. for by Hitler, apparently. Except by Hitler, assault and, rifle, selective fire, burst right. fire. So, so they think ARs are assault rifles by Hitler's right. definition. And the the reason they think that is because they look very similar to the common combat rifle issued to. Are you know the, the oh, U.S. Yeah. Army ARs don't fire burst, but they don't fire burst. They're not machine guns, so they're not assault. So rifles. they're not any any of what those if, categories. So you mentioned volley fire earlier, right? Right. <clears throat> Let's say you had a, a, a gun with like you say it was a five five six with like fifteen barrels. Mm -hmm. What if when you pull the trigger one time, it goes like I run in a circle, like in a sequence? Is that full auto, or that be considered volley? I think that's considered volley fire. So it would function effectively. I, I don't. The accuracy would not be the same as full auto. Actually, it might be better. I mean, I mean, we're 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 chasing into the territory where, like, I'm not a legal expert, and right, I right, don't right. actually know. Um, also, like, I I feel like it it all depends on the mechanism, because if you pull the trigger once and it's like a physical, uh, well, even then, I don't know how you would initiate all of that it, it's we get into a technical argument and you need to send it to the atf to, to be evaluated right. there's some crazy guns so i just google yeah. searched it there's the s333 volley fire Jeez. it's a prototype six barreled pepper box styled pocket pistol mm -hmm. there's a lot of things like what is it what is this one even is shoot? that binary fire is that what we're talking about no so binary no. fire is a whole nother thing where yeah, you pull cool. the trigger yep. and it fires one round and then you let go of the trigger and it fires another what? round yep. and this is not a machine gun because the law specifies a machine gun is a single operation of the trigger. So just pulling the trigger is a single operation and letting the trigger go is another operation. So is that legal? Yeah. Except in some states like Iowa, Iowa, you can't have binary triggers as far as I'm aware. What if you just had multiple triggers? Um, so you could like play the guitar like <laughs> and you're going with your fingers like, like playing the bass. I mean, <laughs> design it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing that says that you can't make it and then see see what you know. <laughs> see what happens. Oh what yeah, happens. like you have a, a trigger, but it's actually three small slivers of triggers that you pull all three triggers and then it fires three rounds. No, you need three fingers to pull one, two, three, no. and you can go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh. You might not actually. You might. You not. might be able to just line three triggers up and pull them. Well, then they might consider that single trigger pull. Well, no, because you have three distinct triggers and three distinct operating mechanisms within that. Call a lawyer, right? Yes. Call a lawyer. You can have <laughs> it's, it's nine triggers, like, one on each finger. It's like it's like bump fire. It, it effectively allowed people to fire full auto, and so they're like, "No, that's got to be illegal." And it's interesting because it does, right? So what you know, it's just people are going to keep finding different ways to make different kinds of guns. Eventually, there's going to be this weird shaped, you know, octagonal box <laughs> with like pipes coming out the sides, and you put your hands in it, and then it does full auto, and it's some crazy loophole to the law that allows it to function. You know, you, and, you're, and you're playing the accordion, and it's like I think I'm familiar with the bump stock. Can you explain the bump? How it seems full auto? So. No, all you, man. Okay, so when you're holding the rifle, you're push you, the stock and the the rifle itself are not fixed together, so they they slide, uh, you know, forward and back. So you're pulling the rifle, the stock against your shoulder. Come up on the mic when you're telling. Sorry, me you're pulling you're pulling the the stock against your shoulder, and you're pushing like the front, the barrel, the handguard forward, and then yeah, what happens is when there's there on, on where your finger goes, there's actually a stop. And so your finger isn't on the trigger. It's on a piece of plastic. Oh. When you pull it forward, it pulls the trigger into your finger and then recoils back. Oh, so you just keep pulling the trigger to you. You pull the gun forward oh. and it pulls. The trigger hits your finger, bounces back. You pull it forward, it bounces back. So by pulling the gun forward and putting that force, it's going. Interesting. So they made those illegal. But bump fire as a technique, which was mm. a, lot of, a lot of people were complaining about, like, if you if you want a bump fire, you can just do it if you know how to do it. To do it yeah. yeah, you can loop your thumb through your belt loop and then yeah. uh, wrap your finger around the trigger and just sort of push forward a little bit and it'll just bump fire. Yep. Wow. So I that's mean, why a lot of super people... super easy to do. But I, I think that's interesting because it's not going to stop there, especially with 3D printing. The, the, the FGC-9 looks kind of crazy compared to other guns you're used to seeing. It's only a matter of time before they'll keep trying to make rules, and eventually they're going to try and make one all-encompassing rule, and it won't work. That's so what it, I'm afraid of. The, if the government makes a law they can't enforce and become a total mockery of them. That's, that's a real threat. And then what happens when people have no faith in the system to, to yeah, enforce its own laws? I don't know, man. We're already at a point where if people really wanted to, they could get a 3D printer and make guns. Hell yeah. How hard was it back in the day to make a gun? You know, like I'm talking hundreds of years Smith ago. Smith & Wesson. Getting someone to actually make the metal, it took hundreds of years to go from like muskets to cartridges. That's crazy. And then think about how long it's been, like the rapid development in weapons technology over the past hundred years. It's kind of crazy. Like the, it's just, just nuts. Yeah. They used to have like Smith, like gun manufacturers were huge, like single companies and super popular Smith and Wesson. I don't really know. They still are. But, yeah. but now there's just, Hundreds of thousands of, of gun manufacturers, I would imagine. I mean, literally, well, if there's, there's people printing them. people yeah, exactly. can make their own guns. Right. Now everyone is a gun manufacturer. Can you start right. a gun manufacturing company uh, with little oversight using 3D printers and then... I guess you have to, I mean, you could. Um, there's, from the business perspective, there's a lot of hurdles to overcome. Like your financial processing uh, is a problem with the, all the, the financial censorship that's going on. Um yeah, doesn't MasterCard stop? Uh, says, uh, didn't they release a statement that they're not going to allow people to use their credit cards at uh, gun stores? Uh, I don't know if they I think actually it was followed through with that, that or not. 
I remember that was a big issue. But what are, what are some but, of the other financial restraints? Well, even like you're you're considered the Obama uh, administration put forth Operation Choke Point, which classified firearms dealers as or anyone in the firearm space as a high risk business, and that added a whole bunch of additional restrictions on who they could do banking with and credit card processing mm-hmm. with. And it really limited to like none of the major credit card uh, processors will work with you if you're a, a, a business. Well, most of them won't. Um, there are a very, very few, but your, your, you know, your, your, your service with them is really limited based on, you know, the political climate these days. Um, we just had, so there's a company that does, uh, crowdsource, crowdfunding like GoFundMe for gun related projects called Gun Dynamics. Their credit card processor that canceled their contract with them. Um, I think today, I think this was today. So it's, and just, uh, the, I, I don't know what the reason or any, any background on this. I just heard that this happened. Crypto is so, a way to go. Yeah. I mean, what, what else can you do? Cryptocurrency. The, so. re- the remarkable thing about cryptocurrency is that it doesn't matter which one you use. Mm-hmm. Not even. So the mines token, do you know what it's currently trading at? Uh, it, it's ranged between like 33 cents and a dollar 25, I think. You know what doesn't matter? The value of the token. Because <clears throat> I'll put it this way. Let's say this gun company gets their credit card processor shut down. So they announce that, uh, you know what? We're going to use Mines tokens. And then all that matters is I can then buy Mines tokens, the correct value, send it to them. Then they can immediately transfer it into U.S. currency through a a regular market. So it doesn't matter what the credit card company wants to do. There's a way to transfer the value instantly. Mm -hmm. Boom. I was thinking about a gun that shoots crypto or like every time you pull the trigger... (laughs) Hold on. It's, it sounds like a joke now, but in 50 years, we'll, we'll, we'll look back on this. That every time you pull the trigger, it charges your account? No, it writes the blockchain so you know who, when the bullet was oh, fired. Oh, that's a good idea. Cool. Maybe it's a good idea. It depends on your Maybe. if you want mass surveillance. You know depends, what I mean? depends on execution and, and, and who has access to that data. Right. It's an idea. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tracking when bullets Whoa, are fired. that's cool. And where they went. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you transfer where they where went. Where they land. If the gun has GPS on it. If the bullets have GPS. Well, now we're getting like into those, smart guns. Those that's, depleted, that's a whole nother. Like the depleted uranium bullets that are left over in Iraq are devastating. They're like in you the might, dirt, but, irradiating people. Munitions. But you but you know where they were shot. You don't necessarily know where they would go. Like they, they can't put a GPS in the bullet. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Who knows what crazy tech the military has at this point, for all we know. You know, they got little flies with cameras on them that fly around. There was a cool project 10 years ago of these really tiny drones that were like this big, and they flew like dragonflies. Those yeah, it was, so cool. that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay, it was like eight years ago. Nano drones. I mean, they weren't nano. They were pretty big. There probably are they nano are. But they were really now. light and they had cameras on them. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a Kickstarter, I think. I don't know what ever happened to that project. But there are tiny little flying drones, man. The they got them. bug that keeps dive bombing you. Yeah, I know. It's just spying oh, on us. I'm afraid of nano drones that'll fly in people's ears and kill them. Like you ever see that? Uh, yeah, Black yeah. Mirror where yeah. the, the bees killed everybody? <laughs> the robo bees? Good stuff. It's the future. Anyway. Yeah. I don't. I wonder if we'll come to a point where people start 3D printing, like like you can buy disposable guns, like disposable cameras. Like you walk into the shop, it's like I just need the 20 shot, and it comes with the magazine preloaded, and it can't be reloaded. It just it's done when it's done, and you throw it in the garbage because it's just like plastic with a nail in it. I'm most excited about 3D printing ammo, I'm, and I know you talked a little bit about it. Or do you have any information? Um, you think you can have it, no. it? It's still it's still very much an alpha sort of development. Like I said, we're still we're still working at the chemistry to get smokeless powder. We're still working out like the the actual construction of the round and what kind of calibers you can use and what kind of pressures you can get. So th- there's a lot in development, and 
you know, if you guys are in, are, are chemists and you're you're interested in in getting in this space, this is somewhere I heard we need you can help. make. I heard you make, make so. you can make bolts out of bat poop. Say what? You, I heard you can make bolts out of bat poop. What about I mean, human? Poop? Sure. No, bats because bat has something specific in it. Oh, well, coronavirus, but well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, something else. Like I was reading, like how they would make black powder back in the day. Yeah, doesn't it have phosphorus in it? Is that it? I don't know. I think so. I don't know, I don't know how to make gunpowder, white, white powder, whatever. Yeah, yeah, phosphorus. Yeah. Smokeless powder mm-hmm. is the is the better, yeah, smo- safer. Smokeless is what's in modern cartridges. Um, black powder is what they used to use, what a lot of people still use for certain types of hunting. But uh, it's easier to make. So what, like the original so. bullets had tons of smoke that would come out? Yeah, uh, it was really just a lot smokier. <laughs> oh yeah, and they transitioned because if it got wet, it, they wouldn't fire. Is that the problem? Uh, well, that, that was more of a problem of like Flat having the whole ha- yeah muzzle loading in general, where everything was just exposed to the elements um, all the time. So AKs can fire when they're soaked, right? Well, they, everything can fire when it's soaked. Uh-huh. You can duck an M4 in a pool and still fire yeah. it. Yeah, in the bullets too. The bullets yeah. get wet; they'll still fire. Yeah. Because everything's encapsulated in that cartridge. So when you're printing, you can print the casing of the bullet out of plastic. Is that? No, not yet. So we're we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we're getting there. Like ABS, <laughs> because like just even straight up. Well, like shotgun shells are plastic, but they have uh, the metal right. primer cap, right? Yeah. So the shotgun shells is a chemistry. There, there is a guy working on printable shotgun stuff. It's the Liberator 12K project. Um, it's another cool one. It's an entirely or not entirely 3D printed, similar to the FGC9, where you're using off-the-shelf parts, but it's a 12 gauge that yeah. you can print, and it functions pretty well. He's still it's still in uh, in, in beta. He's doing a lot of he, he's been testing it for like three years. He's going thorough on the testing. I was, I was watching that movie so. News of the World, and it's really interesting because you know if you don't know the history of guns, but Tom Hanks's character has birdshot, but he has brass shotgun shells. That he loads mm-hmm. and he like pours the birdshot out. And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, you've been warned. There's a scene where he's fighting with people and all he has is birdshot. He runs out of bullets in his revolver and then this little girl puts coins mm-hmm. in the brass shells and then he shoots and kills a guy with coins. I think Myth, Myth, Mythbusters did an episode on that. Saying where it they tried work. To, yeah, it didn't work very well. But it, like, I, you know, whether or not it would work, it was interesting this idea that shotgun shells used to be brass and reloadable basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, now it's poly- polymers are still very new in like the history of humanity. Oh, yeah. yeah. So before polymers, what did you? What kind of soft metal did you have? Well, right. you had brass, and you well, they started doing it. they started doing paper shells. Yeah, paper. Yeah, because it just blows the whole thing and sprays it out anyway. So yep. they're working with like um, recovering plastic, melting it back down in like an anaerobic environment with no oxygen, back into like liquid oil, and then you could wow. use that as a printing filament. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And you can also grind up the pellets and melt the pellets that way a lot easier. So if you can start making ammo out of recovered plastic and like scrap metal, I think that's the key. I, you need the primer, obviously, which I don't know. Carbon. Right. I don't know if you, you ever mess with graphene at all as a. I haven't, but I'm 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 not. I, I'm absolutely not the chemist. Like I have no idea what's going on. No. It's it's magic to me. If we could pull carbon but... out of the carbon dioxide and make help make primer out of that, that'd be interesting too. Yeah, I'm really spitballing here. Well, how about we go to Super Chats and see what everybody else has to say. If you haven't already, smash that like button and go to TimCast.com, become a member to help support the show. We're going to have more bonus content for all y'all coming up later tonight. So uh, let's take your your questions and comments. David Young says, excuse my lack of knowledge, but what's a grifter, fence sitter, and milk toast? People keep calling you this, but just sound like silly kindergarten insults. Okay, a grifter is someone who pretends to have opinions in exchange for money. 
A fence sitter is someone who actually has no strong opinions and is sitting on the fence. And milk toast means your opinions are extremely weak. I'm impressed that I can be all three of those at the exact same time. <laughs> all right, let's see. Dominic Bristow says, I am also a gorilla. Indeed. That's, that's wonderful. And you might notice that the I am a gorilla shirt is now pinned above the, I believe it's pinned in the chat. Should so you be? can, you can uh, oh, buy that. There, yeah. Let's see. Mao says, you had me at bum bum probe. Love clickbait. <laughs> it's not clickbait though. No, it's, it's people are like, this is not real. I saw people in the chat saying, it's not real. It's clickbait. It's a real story. We didn't make up the headline. Week, They're baby. literally doing it. Zinger says, yo, Tim, I'm permaban from PayPal. Do you plan on using any other payment processors? Check out Coin Payments if you haven't heard of it. I'd love to subscribe, but literally can't. Um, we we are uh, talking about setting up something just like off PayPal, I guess. We'll, we'll figure it out. The whole system on TimGuys.com is relatively new, and we're just trying to build it and make sure it works and then, you know, grow. But uh, we're, we're going to figure it out. Gerald Armstrong says, Tim, talk to Sargon to get Count Dankula on Adam's show. Uh, sure. I've also been talking to Sargon and Dankula to get him on this show, and COVID makes it uh, just very, very difficult to do. Dankula has family obligations, too. Yeah. Let's see. 5882300 says, new member here was hoping to help you or anyone in the Geodome quest with a shout out for my buddy's company, Thunderdomes. We design and make custom cheap domes. Hope you'll give us a look. P.S. How did you not finish the jingle? Which jingle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're looking at doing domes, but man, is it really hard to buy land right now? Mm-hmm. And the longer it takes, like, man, all the rich people fleeing the big cities are buying up land like crazy, which is kind of a, kind of kind of a bummer, man. Stump says this is eerily similar to the debut South Park episode, moving my retirement portfolio to Astroglide. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> Smart man. People have been because I tweeted the story. People are sending me a lot of South Park images of Wonderful. poor Cartman. <laughs> Uh, during that very famous South Park episode yep, where yep. he was uh, right. probed by the aliens. He was probed. Cargoosh says, rectum douche for victory against the silent enemy. To quote Emperor Biden, we need a full-scale wartime effort. <sighs> yes. Michael Gilly says, Mr. Poole, have you or ha- have you or have you not, in fact, started a polyamorous prepper cult? Also, I am a gorilla. <laughs> I have not, unfortunately. It's just not the case. So uh, that won't be happening. Giving me some ideas there. Omar says, Tim, as a Canadian, I'd love if you covered some of the stuff happening up here. Two weeks ago, an Ontario conservative MPP was booted from the party for writing a letter to the premier with sources with suggestions to exit lockdown. Oh, wow. wow. Well, you know, it's the uh, the Great Reset. It is upon us. The Davos group is rather successful in all of their, their efforts. So, you know, good for them. Fubadu says, hey, control pew. Don't 3D print guns explode in your hands. Can't stop the signal. Do they explode in your hands? They absolutely do. do. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't, because people who are only listening have no idea you held your hands up. (laughs) I forget. There's like an audio audio component. Yeah, 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 yeah. He held up his hands. His hands are completely intact. Either that or I have really great prosthetics. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Break the Chains Media says, now that Sticks Hexenhammer is back in Vermont, you need to get him on IRL. Myself and thousands of others would love to hear you and Sticks banter and discuss culture and society. Look at my content, too. I would love to have sticks on the we show. We're going to make that uh, happen. We're working on it. And smash that like button if you haven't already. It is greatly appreciated. Let's see what we got here. Brent Saigan says, hey, Tim, I fell behind on a bunch of your videos. And to catch up, I listened to them at two times speed. And hearing you all live makes you sound <laughs> drunk. Uh, well, you can always go back and watch these old episodes at two times speed as well. Yes. I think the uh, what we're doing now for the members only content also has a speed boost, too. So now you should be able to watch that in a lower resolution 
and which makes it easier to stream as well as increase the speed. Cool. Ken L says your stream did not show up on my subscription feed. Had to go to Timcast IRL page to see if your stream was live. I'm not surprised, but it was a first. I mean, I am. We put anal swab in the title. <laughs> and I had a feeling YouTube was going to be like, we don't promote that here. And I was like, I don't care. It's the story. It's We're important. doing it. Important. You know, if we did something like, I don't know, just use buzzwords. What do you, Minecraft? <clears throat> what's it? Minecraft, Fortnite, PewDiePie. Democrat. Just, yeah, Bazanga. <laughs> Boom. Birthday. No, if you put Bazangas, you're going to get knocked down like anal swab. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Put like birthday and then someone's name, famous name. Marriage, baby, right birthday. Yeah. They do yes. it on Twitter when you see this. Like, someone, did, someone, someone did on a, uh, 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 an experiment on Facebook where they would put something like just got married or something in all of their posts because the algorithm would boost those <laughs> words because people interact with marriage and, oh. and childbirth. Like, congratulations. So they would be like, I just, you know, gave birth to a baby boy. Anyway, here's my new book. It's coming out. Uh Yep. Lua Coder says, Tim, I am now going out of my way to buy things that are not from China. And I've realized how difficult it is. is. I refuse to support this regime and I encourage everyone else to do so. Even if it sacrifices convenience, Mm. I completely agree. And we do try. We need to try harder for sure. Pain Cabal says, get FPS Russia over to talk guns with you. That'd be cool. Pirate Tomsky says, that's why it's spreading, Tim. The lefties have been covering the wrong poop hole the whole time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dozer Man says, keep an extra mask in your disgusting pocket. Touch it, cough, and sneeze in it, and realize masks aren't the most sanitary thing to touch and reuse. It just shows you're in the cult. Well, look, there are disposable masks that are super cheap. I understand the purpose of masks, and I really have no problem using it. The problem is the level of absurdity when they're like, now where to? Or in China, when they're like, bend over, here it comes again. You know, not really interested in all that. Let's. Uh, Kargush says, you misunderstand, and it's very important that you understand this. They're not getting rid of the gifted programs because of equality. They're getting rid of them because of a belief in equity. That's right. Yep. The Black Metal says, I'd be careful with making your own guns. Last month, ATF rated Polymer 80 because of the idea of receivers having no serial. The Biden admin is pushing hard on this ghost gun thing. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think their goal is to create obstructions and hurdles to make it very difficult for you to do. And to scare the populace. Yep. Ghost gun. Sounds scary, right? And just like if they'll raid one one person, it's like, and then they make stories about it. Like, don't let you be the next. Be afraid. Don't do it. King O. Jingling says, Hi, gang. I'm raising awareness for the farmer protests in India right now. We're trying to repeal three agricultural laws that only benefit corporations. The fight against corporate government is the same worldwide. Love your work. I believe corporate government is fascism. Yeah. The, the left likes to say it's not because fascism is ultranationalistic. And I feel like that's like a deviation. If, if, you know, the goal of the Nazis and the fascists was like world domination and taking everything over, how is that nationalistic when you're invading other countries? You know what I mean? Also, it's really weird that they keep saying fascist over and over again with like an emphasis on Italy instead of Nazis with an emphasis on Hitler. Like they call people Nazis for sure, but they really like saying fascist over and over again as if like Italy was the prime problem in World War II. They were one of the big problems, but Nazi Germany was it. I want to give a shout out to the Federal Reserve because I feel like it's the most fascist thing in our country right now. It's like a corporation with no government oversight that's controlling our, our government, our monetary supply, which is our kind of our government. This is interesting. Octorian says Rand Paul got 45 senators to kill the second impeachment. Yeah. Oh, good. Nice. Good. Which means Trump can run again if, that, if it's if it's And done. Trump can pour $72 million into a bunch of political campaigns because he repealed that uh, 
The lobbying thing? Yeah, he's lobbying. I read an article about it yesterday. He's well, already I think, at it. I think he wants to run again. So he's disavowing the Patriot Party filings. Like people have filed saying like they're joint fundraising. He's like, that's not true. And apparently he's told Republicans he's not going to start a new political party. I guess that's that. that's probably the compromise. He probably went to them and said, if you convict me, I will start a new political party and get people to run mm-hmm. against you. And it'll be the end of the Republicans. Interesting. Which I think it would be a great thing. I think people need to stop saying, but we have to have the Republican Party. There's a poll showing if people had a choice between the Patriot Party, the Republicans, Democrats, or other, who would they vote for? And Republican and Patriot are split. Democrats have 46%, but if you combine Republican with Patriot Party, it still loses to the Democrats. People are not going to vote for Republicans next time around. It's not going to happen. Because because of gerrymandering, there's a possibility the Republicans reclaim the House. That's a you know, play. But I think without Trump, a lot of people are walking away. That's why they they need Trump. Trump, they, they, if they convict him, it's all over for the Republicans. But like I said, even then, you know, in the presidential election, Democrats would win. Forrest Horlacher says, love the work, love you guys, even Ian sometimes. Tim, I disagree with your statement lately to stop calling out the media double standards. I think it's very important that we do not give up and keep people in the know. It may seem redundant to you. Uh, it looks like there's another one from him coming up because it's got cut off. But I will just say right now, I'm not saying don't say it. I'm saying it's getting to the point where we all know and instead of saying, oh, no, the double standard, we say, well, there is a double standard and everyone knows. And it's not an issue of like whether it is or isn't real. It is literally real. So let's see. I think there may have been another super chat, but uh, I don't know where it is because it got cut off. But, uh, you know, Vosh says Gatling guns are not machine guns. So you can legally own Gatling guns. Apparently. Apparently. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. All depends on your state. Too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to investigate that. Let's see where we're at. Zanzibar says you can make an AR-15 full auto, and I'm not going to read all of this just in case, but he says it is illegal. You should be, uh, yes, you should be able to have it. Whether you, yeah, so I can't, I'm not going to read a super chat that mentioned something is literally illegal, but apparently you can, they sell conversion kits for this stuff too, isn't it? But it's like illegal, like the ATF tries to get people to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of that funny business going around. Don't uh, do it. Obey the law. Zachary Daly says, hopefully you see this, uh, hopefully you see this bought a camera. I can make money from pretty much anywhere looking to start broadcasting and recording these instances in the US since YouTube seems unsafe. What would you recommend? Uh, honestly, I don't know. YouTube will ban you if you're a journalist. So journalists, independent journalists are just getting nuked across the board because unfiltered content that just shows things happening is a violation of YouTube's rules. I'm not even kidding. Be a good slave, work for CNN, be promoted in the algorithm, be promoted in the search, and then five years later, expose all the horrible crap that they did. Oh, I like that. What you, also, use mines. Use multiple platforms and start your own website and host your content on your own website, too. And then use things like Twitter and YouTube to promote it as long as you can. Also, Library and Odyssey, for us anyway, they've been a great platform to, to host content on. Like, we put all of our files up on there. All of our media goes up on there. And they're 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 one of the few platforms that advertise us as you know. Look, the three D printed gun people are here. They're super cool. I mirrored my entire YouTube catalog on Library on Odyssey. Very cool. Why hasn't someone created a social media platform that just aggregates all the social media platforms? Because like, you need all the different idea. APIs. No, you don't. You could they could open as a browser. Hmm. You could create an app that just switches between the browsers and it's logged in on each one and it stores what the cookie. Switches between the browsers. So it could just function like a browser. Okay, so you build a browser. What does it do exactly? It, it holds 
four specific tabs for, you know, or whatever social networks. And then you just swipe left and right between all of them. And it's just functioning like a browser. So you'll have someone's YouTube channel. You'll click their profile. And then it'll load up a browser with all of their social media. And you get all of it in one feed because it functions like a browser. If you wanted to get it in like one feed, the API thing, I understand. But you could literally just swipe left and right on their different posts to just go to their youtube channel their facebook channel their twitter channel well and i mean so you, you could cre- just do that with brave you just well, the, have the, to open all their channels the idea is to create an app where you can follow people but not control banning them because you don't actually host any content so here's the idea they say parlor got banned because they were hosting violent content and refused to take it down okay here's what i'll do i will create an app that allows people to follow each other but you literally can post nothing you will never post anything we will store nothing the only thing we get is your name. And then if someone clicks your name, you as the person, the only thing you can do is include links to your other social platforms. So if they come to us and say, your app is hosting this, that's not true. That's Twitter. That's not us. All we do is a directory for individuals and their social media. So like a portal kind platform. of form, but you'd bet you'd be following them. So you'd, you'd pull up your app and then you'd, you know, you'd see the individuals and you'd, you'd see like, all it would say is, you know, you'd click the person. And then you'd see their Twitter. And then you swipe, you see their YouTube, you swipe, you see their Instagram. And it functions like a browser. That's it. It's just a browser and it loads the website when you when you click it. Then you'll be able to follow everybody and they can't ban you. So what happens is, let's say you're on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And then I open my app and I'm following Ian Crossland. And I go to your name and I see these three things where you, you post. But then one day you're banned from all of them. I still follow you, but now you have no active socials. So you go in and you change the link to Gab. Now when I click you, I still see your posts. Oh, I see. But you're still following me. Exactly. So I don't lose my followership. Yeah, exactly. You lose no followers and who you're following. And you can be banned a million times. And then eventually you just set up your own website. And then when I click your name, it just loads your website in, you know, superstar.com or whatever. I like maybe it. I shouldn't have given that idea away. No, do it. Maybe you should have just done Someone it. should build that. Yeah. Well, make maybe an open source so people can make yep. more of them in case they can try and An open it. source directory that allows you to follow anyone but doesn't post anything. So Amazon can't, what are they going to say? Oh, you're hosting this content. We're literally not. It's literally just a browser where someone has like linked to their social accounts. That's it. I guess let me ask you this. Do you think it would matter to Amazon that you're yeah. not actually hosting because it doesn't yeah, matter to partially. YouTube or Google whether or not you violated their terms well, of service. They're an, still going to delete your account yeah. and take down the video. Another thing to really kind of – I saw a new report that came out that talked about how 95, 94% of all child abuse images came from Facebook. You know, when you have that in comparison to Parler being taken down, that's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. So uh, to add to that point that you were making. I, I think the idea would work. I mean, obviously, they would try to get rid of it. And they would say it's a directory listing a bunch of extremists or whatever. And I'd be like, we don't host anything at all. All we do is it's a list of people like their names. And then the content is from somewhere entirely different. It's a browser. It's a browser with people who can make suggestions. I guess they can argue people could put in links to like bad sites or something. Yeah. But you could make it so that they can only link to Twitter. Like they can only link to existing social platforms or whatever. But then I could link to your your Twitter account with my browser unless the APIs yeah so they would need the API to verify no. that it's me or it's just the wrong account and they're telling you to follow somebody else I guess hey you know it'd be really fun if you blockchained it and yeah. that way everyone's hosting the content on their own yeah yep. they're getting the whole blockchain Boom. there we go yeah have you they seen, would still uh, you know probably try and remove the app from the app store or whatever and that's what people argued too like when they were banning all these social networks it's like dude what are you gonna do ban a browser that's literally what they did when they banned Gab's Fediverse app it was like banning a browser What's that? What was that app? What's that thing called? 
Fediverse? No, no. Bro- uh, Gab made a browser extension, I think it's called. Oh, Decenter. Yeah, Decenter, where you Smart. can comment on any website. Yeah. Um, yep. PocketNet is like a decentralized blockchain social network. That That's pretty promising. Yeah. I like where that's headed. Let's read some more Super Chats. Geary Vision says, We weren't allowed to use crew-served weapons in many populated areas of Iraq and Afghan due to high numbers of civilian casualties. Pelosi wanted to unleash them on our own streets. <laughs> Effing disgraceful. Evil personified. Yeah. Joe Walton says, Illinois has concealed carry now, but the licensing process takes a very long time. It took my brother more than six months to get his. Wow. Or bribes. Jeez. <laughs> Gareth Green says, Stability breeds complacency. Complacency. Forget autocracy and democracy. Anocracy for the win. What's anocracy? Anarchy? Well, I don't know. It says anocracy. I feel like it's anarchy, but like spelled fun. Mar- Martin Edgar says California has banned potato guns. Okay. That sounds right. Thomas Bennett says, Alex, you can still officiate my wedding, buddy. From Tridge. Yeah, I am a, uh, I am a, I, I am a pastor. I can officially oh, marry right well. on. There you go. And I did it for him, and he never set up a date. So it's on you, buddy. Spridge, <laughs> Spridge Bandersnatch says, Tim, why did it take you so? Why did it take so long for you to gun up? You should have done it the day the weirdo showed up at your house at 3 a.m. Then came back later. Well, we lived like literally next door to the police station, which is why when the dude showed up, the cops were there in like less than a minute. And so I didn't think I needed it. The cop told me to buy a gun. He's like, well, here's what he said. If it were me, I'd answer the door with a shotgun. But looking at the laws, I was like, I'd still have to run. So it's like someone comes to my door. I have to go out the back door and run away. Hmm. That's ridiculous. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I so mean, maybe, maybe take 10 steps and be like, no, he's much faster than I am. Sure. But then you go to court and they're going to be like, we think you could have. Well, and you're like, but I couldn't. Doesn't matter. We think you could have. Maybe rubber bullets. I, I, I think that wasn't allowed either. I'm not sure. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, look, ultimately COVID happened and I was like, oh man, like we're, we're, we're going to have to de- rely on ourselves. It was just mm-hmm. like, I didn't think the police would be able to handle mass riots, food riots. And we saw food riots. We saw crazy stuff happening. Not like the worst in the world. And we saw the George Floyd riots. And then when the literal riots happened with George Floyd, I was like, I better go get some guns. But I think I actually was in the process of getting guns well before that. Yeah, you were. Yeah. What, it was what like, sh- what, what shocked me was when police stations started shutting down for COVID and there wasn't a mass. Well, there was a mass. We're going to run out and buy guns. But there's more now than there was then. That surprises me. AG, uh, AG Cass says, Pew is telling you guys the hardcore mode. We're American and can use gun parts like a Glock or RP9 barrels for late, uh, for the, uh, the latter being $10. I have no engineering background and built an FGC9. It's like PC building. Cool. So I could just order those parts and then do it? Yeah. Like, we, we covered a, a little bit ago. There are mods for the FGC9 that let you use Glock barrels or, and you can, with a little bit of skill, a little bit of practice, you can mod it yourself to use a different barrel that you happen to have lying around. So, you know, the, the options are there if you want to use them. Um, the, the FGC9 specifically was built by a guy. Well, it was a, a derivation of another design. Uh, the, the, the FGC9 was done by a guy in the UK to specifically be, you know, something he would be able to build in the UK and, you know, by extension through most of the rest of the world. Yeah, it'd be fun to try and put one of those things together. So, yeah, hard, hard mode. Absolutely. But. Russell Brown says you can also find ones with different attachments like a CNC laser etcher 3D Ooh. printer. Interesting. Stephen Chambers says, Tim, please talk about video games more for fun. We 90s kids need to stick together. You could cover game stories that wouldn't be allowed today, etc. 
I mean, maybe on the website as we expand, that's the that's the plan. We're going to have a bunch of different kinds of content. There's going to be other websites that start emerging from this. The goal with TimCast.com isn't just to be this podcast, but to actually expand and do more different sites and, and things like that, which uh, you will see soon. And in the or, meantime, Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 online is $5 on Steam till February. Oh, Get it. Wow. Or we could do, we could all play a video game as a podcast. We that'd could all play fun. The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that'd be the podcast. That'd be awesome. There you go. Gemcast says, full auto is good when you're outnumbered alone in close quarters. That's why government agencies don't like it and wants to know who had them, even the odds. Interesting. Jay Mac and Cheese Macintosh says, Tim, love your work. Have you checked out the battle between Reddit and Wall Street over GameStop stock? Could be the, could be the shot heard around the world in the Robinhood investor revolution. I've been watching it. I don't know enough about it other than basically some short sellers were trying to like short GameStop, uh, GameStop. So then Reddit was like, we're just going to buy it. And then it screwed over hedge funds. I don't know the full story. Otherwise, we would have gone over so it. So like a short seller is when someone bets on stocks like failing. A gambling on that the, the stock's going to fail. And yeah. people saw all these big corporations gambling that the stock was going to fail. So they all invested in it, raised the stock and caused these corporations to lose money. That's insane. It's awesome. GameStop, I... But it doesn't mean that GameStop's stock is valuable. They're just but using some, it to screw people but, over, it looks but like. But some people are saying that if GameStop switches to an online retailer, they'll own the market. They should do that. Be, and and they're slow, and they're they're missing the opportunity. They're way like, behind Steam and Origin and Stadia, which yep, is Microsoft. Yep. But they could. They could still do it. They, they tried should. They tried shifting. So GameStop tried shifting into a more like geek culture thing with like geek. What's, what's, what's the store called? Uh, geek something. I don't know. Whatever. But... Uh, I think what they should have done is they should have opened up gaming tables. Like like brick and mortar gaming tables? Yep. Board games and card games. Yeah. And they already sell a lot of that stuff. I feel so bad with COVID. It's just decimated that industry. Yeah. I yep, definitely. Gareth Green says, Tim, the law of scarcity is absolute. Even if we had replicators, there would be a finite number of replicators, not to mention resources necessary to manufacture them. Replicators would make replicators. And the resource could be light. Photons can be condensed into electrons, which can be... Yeah, in, in Star Trek, the uh, I, I believe it's the nacelles collect hydrogen and then use that for their replicators. And then replicators can replicate replicator parts to assemble a new replicator. You can actually Crazy. make light out of the vacuum, and then you can turn light into matter. I guess the general idea is evidence there, you do need the matter, and they would collect hydrogen in massive amounts... And then use that as the base. I was posting for. about how they're actually creating light out of the vacuum of space. And then they're turning the light into the matter. So, and then you can condense the electrons into hydrogen. Well, I don't know. If that's check check us out. Ian, you like this one. Bam says, have you started trying to develop homemade ammo casings? Apparently shot shells are made of HDPE or LDPE plastic. Full plastic shot shells were experimented on during the 60s and 70s by Winchester. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Full plastic. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's been worked on. There's there's a guy who is actually 3D printing the 12 gauge. I talked about it. Uh, um, uh, and I completely I, shotgun I've, plastic shells. Yeah, I've I've spaced on his username, but it's the hmm. Liberator 12K project. Uh, it's 12 gauge plastic shotguns. This is interesting. Uh, so I saw this video. Aaron Trucker says a gaming channel called The Spiffing Brit made a video explaining a YouTube algorithm glitch using community polls. He got over 25 million views in two days. It's going to be patched now that it's public, but you could benefit now. I believe The Spiffing Brit is wrong. I believe he's absolutely wrong. Uh, so for those that aren't familiar, what he said was YouTube rolled out the community tab function. They wanted people to use it, so they created, you know, a general algorithm that promotes those who post in the community tab. But because no one uses it, you could now make a post, put a bunch of keywords in it, 
And then YouTube would send it to a ridiculous amount of people. He said that he was able, based on his calculations, to get around 25 million views. Well, first, I'll say I could be wrong about this, but my general understanding is that he got like 150,000 likes and then said, if on average 4% of people click, you know, click the like button, that should be, you know, what we estimated between 25 or so million or whatever. He said one in 40 people, something like that. Anyway, I think he's wrong about the algorithm being a glitch. It's not a glitch. And his discovery of it and, and exploitation of it is exactly what YouTube's wanted the entire time. And I know this because YouTube's told me this. So, you know, uh, this video comes out and this guy's like, nobody uses it. So if you use it, you'll get a ton of views. And it's like, right. That's what YouTube wants. YouTube wants people to use it and get a benefit from it so that people start using it. Now, this video comes out claiming it's an exploit, saying that YouTube's not going to patch this. I don't believe they will, because the algorithm is designed to work with an equilibrium. If only one person uses it, then the only community post anyone anyone on the site will see is from one person. If only 10% of people use it, then everyone will see only 10% of people who use it. Now, because of this video, everyone starts using it, then it's going to balance out and just normalize and YouTube needs to do nothing. So I've used the community tabs frequently for a lot of things because it's useful when it is, but not for, you know, enough. Seeing that video just made me go, oh, yeah, I should post more on the community tab. Not like, wow, what an exploit. No, I fully get it. YouTube emailed me a long time ago saying we're going to be prioritizing the community tab and those that use it more will see a higher watch time and, and we'll see, you know, all these benefits. And I was like, cool, right on. That was it. It's not a secret. YouTube's been telling creators to do this. They've been emailing them, telling them to do this. It just so happened that nobody cared. And some dude discovered that he can get a ton of views because nobody cared. And then he told everybody, I guess, and now he's going to get a lot of play for it. Good for him. I just think it's what YouTube wants. They're happy it's happening. But uh, you can give it a shot if you want. It will benefit you because nobody nobody uses it, right? Callan Shaw Indie Game says the real question for tonight's guest Will Biden buy back a 3D printed, gr- 3D printed gun? And how much profit margin is Control Pew looking at here? <laughs> Will he? Is the, is, when they do gun buybacks, is there any uh, like restriction on what you can turn in? I mean, I feel like the more terrifying that they tell you the firearm is, <gasps> the more money they should give you for it. Yes. So if on average I spend $2 per printed firearm... And, you know, I have a lot of R&D, so there's a lot of failed prints that are close enough to being firearms, where I think they're firearms, and these people at the buyback aren't going to know the difference. So I feel like I'm looking at a margin of like four to $500 per, and I have a box full. So anyone who comes to this buyback after me isn't going to get anything, because mm. I'm just going to take all their money. <laughs> well, there you go. Excellent plan. Bud's next says, have you seen the recent Rage Against the Machine propaganda piece? I know they are left, but did not believe they would go that far. I didn't see it. Has anybody seen that? No. no. What did they do? I don't know. Ian? Uh, someone messaged me about it. I'll read it really quick. Hank McCormick says, ask your guests about his opinions about Polymer 80 and 80% lowers. Ooh. I think we did. If yeah, I, th- I think bit. we talked about it with the the buy bat, the the buy build shoot kit. I think the ATF is wrong, and I think polymerity does good work. Let's see. Placid Saint says, "Hey Tim, the ammo company Phoenix here in Michigan got cited for its employees not wearing masks, and now they're no longer selling distributing ammo to law enforcement or their departments." Wow, wow, that's funny. Spicy. There you go. Heart you, Phoenix. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Griffin Games says, "All this talk about pew pews reminds me of a quote about calibers." Quote, 9mm takes care of the body, 45 takes care of the soul. Don't want people coming back as a lich. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. Well, you said something about liches. What? Like it I was sounds re- like a video game. Yeah, it was yeah. a quote about 
45s not wanting because they don't want people to come back as a lich. Sounds like Arfcom lore to me. <laughs> but. Or they're trying to shatter their, uh, their, uh, what is it called? Their uh, phylactery. I don't if you know. destroy the lich's phylactery, they can't respawn. Okay. Their, their oh, life essence is bound to it. So it totally is a video game. Sterling Moore says, Tim, look up trigger activators. They allow essentially full auto fire by means of a hand crank that attaches to the trigger guard and are legal. Similarly, crank Gatling guns are perfectly legal and considered semi-auto. So the crank attachment is not legal in the state of Iowa. Oh. Federally, yeah, you're probably okay. In the state so what, of is, Iowa, what does it do? It like it, it it hits the trigger when you yeah, crank it's, it. Yeah, it's got a little flap on a little on on an axle, and as you crank it, it just pulls the trigger. So how do you hold it? Do you like so like your shoulder like, and, and and then you just like that? Wow! Oh my gosh! See how like you can't regulate it all everything. Eventually, someone's going to figure out some weird, ridiculous, circuitous system that uses a loophole. Yeah. Someone like I was saying, it's going to get ridiculous. Someone have an accordion, and they're like, "I'm just playing music." This is why prohibition never worked. That's right. Government right. doesn't work. This is uh, government doesn't work. It's all gone. <laughs> the Rage Against the Machine. They're doing a documentary on race and racism called "Killing in Thy Name." It's Are a 15 serious? minute mini doc. I haven't seen it though. You ever seen that video of the people with the Trump flags and like the Blue Lives Matter flag dancing to "Killing in the Name of"? Mm-mm. Or is it "Killing in the Name"? It's kind of funny because the song is literally about cops killing you know non-white people. And there's a Trump supporter with like a blue, a thin blue line flag, and they're like singing the song and dancing. Brilliant. And then they were, all, he, I think, um, Tom Morello. He said, "When we wrote the song, we never imagined like this would happen." <laughs> you know. Well, I, maybe they don't understand uh, conservatives enough. I had know? many interesting conversations with Tom Morello, and he always seemed like someone who didn't like the left and the right. But I guess that's changing now. Sadly. Money talks, BS walks. Yeah. Tiger says. There are over 100 million AK-47s on Earth. If 99% of them magically vanished, it leaves one per day for the next 2,739 years. There will never be an, be a world without guns. They're too easy to make. Google Dara Adam Kell, Pakistan. Interesting. William Samet says Tim Pool gives horrible advice. He tells people to smash that like button, but I am a gorilla and now my computer is broken. <laughs> Give it a little, little tap. Just a little teeny tap. Headbutt. Joshua Inzer says potassium nitrate. Check out Dr. Stone. Yes. Ah, is that what's in the bat yeah, poop? That's yeah, that's bad. There you go. Gunny Arlequin. Are we talking about metal printing for cases or one-use plastic? I'm guessing the 55,000 PSI of a 5.56 was not, would not agree with plastic. Yeah, probably. Um, single-use plastics for a lot of like lower-pressure black powder stuff, 12-gauge stuff, shotguns can probably get away with it. Uh, for rifles, we're going to need some sort of casting to get involved in, in, if we're going to use the FDM space. All right. Abrasive FPV says, I received my Type 07 FFL a few weeks ago, currently tooling up to start selling extremely affordable 3D printed guns. Control, Pew, and Ivan have been an inspiration for me. The mission is to legally arm as many people as possible for as little as possible. Yeah. Interesting. A store that sells 3D printed guns. They'd be really cheap, wouldn't they? I would imagine uh, until you get insurance involved. It's like I was, mm. it's like I was saying, you like, like Kodak disposable cameras, you know, you, you don't need a camera. You just go and you buy the disposable one. It's got the film. You can't reload it. Mm-hmm. You bring it in. They break it open, get the film out. That's it. You buy the 3D printed gun. And once the magazine's in, it's a 20, you know, it's got 20 rounds that can't be reloaded like a Kodak disposable camera. I wonder if you could brace plastic bullets, like, with metal. So, like, instead of printing the whole case out of metal, you print it out of plastic, and then you cap it with a little bit of metal so that when it, the pressure, when it hits pressure, it doesn't shatter. Like, if the metal could somehow, somehow brace. So you don't have to, you just say, I don't know. 
How does the so the, the the liberator is pure plastic with a nail, right? Yes. So that plastic can withstand the the pressure of the nine millimeter, obviously, for well, a certain amount of rounds. So the liberator is using either a thirty eight ACP or thirty two, which are oh, okay. pretty low power yeah. low power pistol cartridges, and the barrel is very thick. Could you do twenty two? I know it's it's rim fire, but would you be able to do it? I have seen it done. I don't know like the longevity of that. Yeah. So I'd imagine it's a much weaker. It's not. So they, really? it, it deals with chamber pressures. That initial shock yeah. uh, is what creates the fracture and then destroys the barrel. Interesting. So it's well, a little higher than the others. but Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's worse. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, the more you learn, you know. There you go. All right. Let's grab a couple more of these. Kami Sama says flamethrowers are not legally weapons in Michigan. Long live the murder cube. There you They're go. legal almost everywhere except for two states. That's irritating. Jose Gonzalez says Tulsi Gabbard was on Tucker Carlson an hour ago, and she's def- she and she'd definitely be an awesome Republican candidate. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she released great. A, she re- she released a very powerful video today comparing John Brennan to and Adam Schiff. using yeah. an Adam Schiff to China Institute <laughs> yeah. KGB tactics here in the United States. She for said their surveillance state. She said they're a bigger threat and more dangerous than those who stormed the Capitol. Yeah. Yep. She said the John Brennans and the Adam Schiffs who want to institute a KGB police Style. state in this yep. country. Woo, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsi just started a Locals account. Oh, did she? That's Dave Rubin's social network. There yeah. you go. Nice. She's, she's going social. Very there cool. you go. Janet Partridge says, Tim, just wanted to thank you. I used to paint realism paintings and oils. I haven't done a painting in five years. Thanks to you, I'm getting back into it. I just wanted you to know your messages do cool. get through. Appreciate it. That's nice. awesome. Well, if you haven't already, go to TimCast.com and become a member because we will have bonus segments, more bonus segments. And uh, next week, we're going on a special top secret mission, which we will film much of and create a special members only video, which may involve something that s- rhymes with schmifty. G N Re. Did that did that work? No, no, no. 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 You confused a whole bunch of people. You good. sound like QAnon. It's uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll, let me try again. It's um, it uh, uh r- rhymes with Schmifty Malibur. Okay, there you go. There you go. That worked, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna make a video, hopefully, hopefully, and we're going out a uh, special mission, and uh, that that may be the plan. So I'm hoping that's uh, how it works out. But it'll be for members only. And we will be back, uh, of course, live tomorrow night. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at... I'm sorry, not Parlor. Wow, why did I say Parlor? Parlor's Parlor will be back. Yes. Twitter, Instagram, Minds at TimCast. I, I do have a Gab account. I don't, I've never posted there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Gab at TimCast as well. And uh, like I said, TimCast.com, become a member. Alex, do you want to shout out your social media, your projects, where people can download your guides to learn about 3D printed guns? Yeah, so first place to go, theguide.controlp.com. That'll get you started in 3D printing. Uh, Controlp.com is my site. We'll post updates about what's going on in the community, new file releases, news and events. And finally, uh, all of my social medias, I am ControlPew. Uh, if you click the little menu on the side of my site, you'll get all of them. I'm everywhere. Right on. I live by a very simple motto. If the government exists, you have to watch out for your sphincters. <laughs> a very simple, common uh, you know, information that I share on my YouTube channel, We Are Changed. The shirt that I'm wearing right now says, Thinking is extremely dangerous to our democracy. You could get it at thebestpoliticalshorts.com. And I thank you guys for watching and participating in this show. You guys are really freaking cool. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk to everyone. You guys are really freaking cool, man. Right? Um, you said it's, it's guides uh slash 
C-T-R-L-P? Uh, theguide.controlpew, so C-T-R-L-P-E-W dot com. Got it. Hey, I want to give a special thanks to Tim Poole for purchasing me this graphene <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> this is pure graphene. Cool. Um, I knew it was the perfect gift. Yeah, yes. it really is. And I'm going to be spinning this in a moment, but Alex, I'll show this to you in a bit. Because when you were talking about making black powder, this stuff is black powder. So I wonder, and it's pure carbon, so I wonder if this will somehow be a future... Ammo. I just want to give a shout out to Graphene. Spin it for you. And um, you can follow me at Ian Crossland. I'm going to be, I believe we're going to be gaming later tonight on twitch.tv slash Ian Crossland. So come follow me there. Follow me on Twitter and I'll shout you out on Twitter when I'm about to go live. Super cool. And then me in the corner, I looked up Anocracy since somebody mentioned it in the super chat. And apparently it is really a thing. It's a form of government that is loosely defined as part democratic and part dictatorship. Mm. Or as a regime that mixes democracy with autocratic features. So that's mm. kind of interesting. Interesting. Today I learned. Okay, so I finally figured out my socials. So on Instagram and Gab, I am at Real Sour Patch Lids. And on Twitter and Minds, I am just Sour Patch Lids. So you can follow me at any of those places. And of course, we'll be back live, like I mentioned. And you can check out my other YouTube channels. YouTube.com slash TimCast. YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. The goal of what we're doing with TimCast.com is going to be more than just this show. It's going to be eventually more more personalities. It's going to be a bigger brand. It's going to be a bunch of stuff. And uh, and you'll see. Don't worry. Don't worry. It, it, it's coming. And um, there's a lot I can't necessarily talk about now. But we're going to take care of everybody and make sure everybody is... Uh, um, who wants to be a part of it can be. So, so trust me in that one. Other than that, stick around because we'll have some bonus content coming up at TimCast.com for members only. And we will see you then later today. Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you next time or whatever. Later, guys. Bye, guys.